Hi, I'm Ellen. And I'm Alex. And this is our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. We are really excited. We're into season two, and we can't wait to talk about a whole bunch of new books with you guys. Yes, so we thought we would start off our season with one of our favorite authors, obviously. Mm -hmm. So we are talking about Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass this week um, in honor of her next book coming out so that we can read that and also have a new episode on that soon. Um, so for those of you who are unaware of Sarah J. Mass and Crescent City, and I don't know who you are. Um, <laughs> this... They're probably out there, Alex. We can't. <laughs> oh, well. I don't know. They need an education. Oh, um, snap. <laughs> apparently, I'm really feisty today. <laughs> um, so this book is um, a new world created by Sarah J. Mass. Um, her world building is amazing. It's basically a combination of like magic and fantasy creatures and things tied together with like modern day technology to create mm-hmm. a world that is... Um, really interesting in terms of the way that those two blend together and can create things that you wouldn't have thought of when only encountering one instead of both. Um, So it is super complex, uh, so many twists and turns, but per usual, it's about um, a young woman who is struggling to find her way and be okay with herself and her identity and we get to um experience that journey with her and a whole bunch of other shit happens along the way (laughs) (laughs) that's that's about it yeah as uh, a side note though me trying to describe this to people as i've been reading it it's just i'm just not good at describing books in general Sometimes. Sometimes I'm really good at it. But sometimes, especially with fantasy books, it's hard, right? Because, like, you don't want to, like, you you don't want to give anything away. Right. But also, like, because you don't want to give anything away, you have to be really, sometimes really vague in how you describe it. And then it just sounds ridiculous, right? So, like, (laughs) my coworkers are like, oh, what's the book about? Because they know I read, they know I like to read, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, you know, it's about humans and, and, Fae and angels and demons and shifters, but also like otter mailmen and, but it's not, but it's not weird. I promise. It's really good. (laughs) 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 And then, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I feel like I didn't describe the book well, but I, I don't know what's considered a spoiler or not. So, right. That was well, speaking, that's what you get. Yeah, <laughs> unless you I mean, keep well, listening. speaking <laughs> speaking of spoilers, um, we will be talking in depth about this book, and we're very excited to do so. Um, but that also means that we won't be holding back, so there will be spoilers for this book. Um, if you haven't read it, then read it, <laughs> um, and then come back and join us. And then, of course, if you don't care about spoilers, then you're welcome to stay. But we've warned you, so mm-hmm. that's that. It's been so, so long. I like almost I don't even remember how to do this. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is like, we're in charge of this podcast. So, I mean, we could do whatever the frick crap we want to do. 
Um, but Alex, this was the second time that you read this book, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was. It was only the first time for me, and what a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, um, I will say that this read through was definitely faster. Um, yeah. Because I didn't struggle so much with like all of the world building details that took forever to slog through the first time. Yeah. Um, but as I've probably mentioned before, and as Ellen knows, t- to my detriment, my memory is <laughs> terrible. So I literally forgot like every single thing except for there were like two or three major things that I remembered. And that some days was I it. wish my memory was really bad because then I could reread some of my favorite books for the first time again. And I'd be like, wow. Yeah, except for the fact that it's really concerning because then I read something like this and I'm like, how did I not recall that? Like, that is a huge, important <laughs> detail that just, like... And then I'm like, how many more things like that am I forgetting in my life? And then I start spiraling into, like, oh, my God, I'm not going to remember my details about my children's lives. And it's like... Okay, well, that's not so fun, but, you know... Yeah, I well, you probably... know me. I'm, I'm very extreme and go, obviously, from, like, one True. small thing to, like, the world's ending in the future and I can do nothing about it now, but I have to worry about it incessantly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's a lot, you know? I mean, I, um... I figure you might as well go bigger, but go home at the beginning of season two of our podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, I guess. <laughs> sure. Uh, okay. Uh, you ready to dive into yeah. our so I think it's Yeah, I think favorite character has traditionally been first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll be no surprise that I had the hardest fucking time picking a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that, and then of course I was like, no, I have a favorite. But then like, there's a bunch of like secondary favorites that like it feels weird not including in the list but like they're all tied for second basically okay so my favorite is my homegirl bryce she's amazing she's such a badass and she's caring and she's a redhead and (laughs) we're basically like the same person um not at all but you know what i mean um (laughs) you know it's um, anyone with red hair you associate with well okay let's i i feel very uncomfortable with that blaken statement just because like i don't know everyone with red hair but (laughs) okay let me rephrase the majority of book characters with red hair even if your personality doesn't fully align with them and they're yes. badasses. You're like, yes, that's me. Well, yeah. Then, it, <laughs> of course, if they're a badass, then we're exactly the same. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so, yeah, like it just without a doubt, she was my favorite. She's incredible and so strong. And there were quite a few things about her that I really identified with. Maybe not so much the like expert marksmanship and, um mystical powers part (laughs) (laughs) odd that you say that (laughs) um but a lot of the i think probably is what is actually her more human side right is is what i really uh related to 
Um, and then sort of, <laughs> I wanted to kind of just be like, and everyone else was, you know, <laughs> my, my secondary favorite characters. But my list really says Bryce Quinlan. And then right underneath it, it's Lahaba. I loved her. She was amazing. Um, Syrinx, who doesn't want a cute little whatever he is. Chimera, I think. That's how I pronounce it. It's Chimera. Oh, okay. Sorry. Duh. <laughs> um, Hunt, Therian, Rune. I just loved all of them. They're just amazing. So, but Bryce was definitely my favorite. The rest of them are all solidly at second place. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. How about you? Um, so I had two favorites. I feel and... like I know who one of them might be. I I think you're going to be surprised. Uh, okay. And I don't know okay. if disappointed. Um, but my favorite character was Bryce. Like, yeah. again, such a badass. Um, and she reminds me of you of your... I, shoot, I ruined my own joke. <laughs> she reminds you of me is what I was trying to say, but I... Oh, yeah. It. So obviously anyone who reminds me of my best friend, uh, I gravitate towards. <laughs> Duh. Um, Plus the badassness. Yeah. Duh, we already covered that. Of course. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you kind of hit it all on the head with her. Like, yeah, she's um, very relatable in some ways. And then others, you're just like, oh, my God, that's so cool. Why can't I actually relate to that? <laughs> Why can't I have super mystical, magical powers? For real. Um, And then my second favorite character is, and I don't know if this is how you pronounce her name, but Jessica. Interesting. Yeah. Um, That's not who I thought you were going to say. That's what I thought you were, yeah, on the same page there. I don't know. I just, like... I'm so intrigued by her character and want to know more. And oh, think, for sure. Think that there's that she's such a better person than she's or being. I forget what she was she's a witch, witch. now, but she's, uh, she's. I don't know. She's a sorceress now because then it puts her in the different house, right? Which like I, I don't understand what the difference is between them. I think jokingly once I saw something and it was like witches have hats, sorceresses don't. But I like that's not real. Like. <laughs> Um, so anyways, yeah, she's just, like, one of those people who's very, like, tough love, but actually has been really good to Bryce and, like, really, I don't know. I don't know if really good to Bryce is quite the right word, but there's definitely more to what we know. Um, yeah. And I just, like, love her always, like, I'm going to turn you into a squid. I'm going to turn you into a pig. (laughs) Like, all of these empty threats. Um, Well, they're only empty for Bryce. They are not so empty for other people. (laughs) This is true. This is very true. Yeah. Yeah, they they Um, only seem to be empty for Bryce. (laughs) Well, that and you find out that, like, okay, she is this antiques dealer, but actually she has been in charge of this like precious library that Mm -hmm. holds like the history of the world and is like super important and she is like risking herself to be able to do that as well as like other rebellious things against society for like the greater good and I'm like yes I want to know more what are you doing yeah I she's 
she's very intriguing. I just did not think you were going to say she was one of your favorites. I thought for sure Hunt was going to be one of your favorites. I don't know. Honestly, there were a lot of parts where I was getting really annoyed with both him and Bryce. And I was like, going to be like, I don't have a favorite character because I just know. <laughs> oh, funny, funny, funny. Yeah. So maybe he'll become my favorite character uh, in the next book. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> You're pretty sure that's what's going to happen. I mean, how can you not love him? You love him, right? Just he might just not your favorite. Um, yeah. That was not very convincing. I I go back and forth between that and then, um, I don't know. I think I'm just annoyed by, like, how quickly she just forgave him and like didn't even act like what he did was a problem and like betrayed her Mm. and like oh okay because he's hunt i'm gonna sweep it under the rug like whatever i don't think that was it though like i think she the way i was reading it was more like she finally understood that he was actually there to try to stop it right like the initial issue was that she thought he was just lying about that part because he got caught. Like, I think she really came to realize that he, at that point in time, was there because he realized how dumb he had been, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I think it would have been different if he was, like, still trying to move forward with it and she found him and then forgave him the next chapter, you know? Yeah. Um, For me, anyways. You are entitled to your wrong opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like said I was awake. having said with some, like, I don't know, like, bratty feelings about this book this time around for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I've also just been in a weird mood today, so that could also be part of it. <laughs> <laughs> if we had recorded on a different day, he might have been one of your favorites. Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's. I mean, that's fair. Um, I was just talking to, so for Christmas, my mom's like extended family, we all do, um, we call it our favorite things and all of the guys buy for the guys and all of the girls buy for the girls. And my favorite thing was a book that we read for the podcast episodes, not out yet. They'll have to find out what it was. No. (laughs) Um, and my grandma a few weeks later wrote back and was like, or we have a, we have a whole family group chat on uh, WhatsApp or whatever. And uh, my grandma wrote to us all and was like, I'm enjoying everybody's presence so much. Ellen, I'm like halfway through this book. I'm having a hard time like getting other stuff done. Like I just want to sit and read all the time, which for my grandma, like that's like, she is, she's a, she's a can't sit still kind of person so okay wow (laughs) like for her that's big and um and I was like and there's two more books like it's a whole trilogy you know and I was like and the second one's my favorite but then I was like but also if you ask me on any given day that might change (laughs) (laughs) I liked I loved all the books so who knows (laughs) it's so true um, so I definitely understand the ask me on a different day and maybe my mm-hmm. answers are different. 
Oh, funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Favorite part? Favorite quote? I had one. <laughs> Is it? Which one? I think we do part next and then we do quotes yeah. to the end. Okay. All right. It's part next. Mm-hmm. Were you able to choose just one? <laughs> no, never. I guess I shouldn't say never. Maybe it's happened. I can't remember it having happened, but maybe it has. I don't really know. Anyways, um, yeah, so I had, like, three. I mean, yet again, I feel like I could have been, like, the whole book. Um, okay, not the whole book. There were certainly parts that I was like, I can't believe that I just read this. Oh, my God, this is awful and the worst thing in the whole world. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> But outside of that, I felt like I could have been, like, the whole book. Um, but sort of <clears throat> – I had three favorite parts, and they were all sort of tied together. Uh, the first one um, is right after Bryce and Hunt go to Rune's house for, like, the first time, and they're walking home, <laughs> and Bryce – keeps moving over on the sidewalk <laughs> and pushing, like, forcing Hunt to move over too and, like, pushing him into the road. <laughs> and I just loved how, like, quietly sassy it was. Like, we all know she's sassy out loud too, but, like, this was so, like, sneaky sassy. But I also loved how, like, playful it was also. Um... I just thought it was really cute that she was like, <laughs> like I could, I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next favorite part was um, when they were all at the shooting range, when Bryce and Hunt go and show up there and Rune and his friends, Declan and um, Flynn is his last name. I can't, Tristan, right? Is the yeah. first name? Yeah, I think so. Um, and they're all, um, and Rune were already there. And then she's like, I can show you all up. And they're like, yeah, sure. Okay. And then she shoots like five bullets and they're like, it only went through once. And then they were like, oh my God, no, they all just went through the basically same ex- the same exact yeah. spot. And like, and but then she gets a little nervous about it because she's like, maybe I shouldn't have showed off so much. But then Hunt is like, well, here. And then he shoots through the exact same spot. And I just loved the whole... Like, I see how dangerous you could be, and I'm not scared of it, and all of that. And it was just so cute and a little flirty. Um, yeah. Well, that and it was such a big insecurity for her in general. Yeah. And then... I also definitely thought that they were going to hook up afterwards, and then they didn't, and I was sad. <laughs> um, hey, that's relationships also a... can't all happen in a day. <laughs> well, I know, but this was... After a long time, but also just as, as a quick side note, that's a definite theme throughout the book of Ellen getting really excited because she thought they were finally going to hook up and then they don't fucking hook up. <laughs> um, and then my last favorite part is um, after Hunt comes back from killing some people for Micah and he's just like catatonic and she finds him in the shower and she like bathes him and gets him dressed and just take care takes care of him and 
shows him that she's not scared of what he does too. You know, like it's it, and that she understands that he has no choice in what he's doing. Um, and I just thought it was beautiful and such a strong moment in them forming their relationship. Um, that I just loved it and I was teary eyed through the whole thing. I didn't cry. Like they didn't fall, but they were there. (laughs) (laughs) The water had formed. (laughs) Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so those are my three favorite parts. I guess I could have just said that they were like a theme of just the cute Bryson Hunt moments because I loved all of those throughout the book. But yeah, um, those yeah. are some good good favorite parts. How about you? So my favorite parts were partially one of your favorite parts, but it was like all the times where you see both Hunt and Bryce doing things to take care of each other yeah like her like making a meal for him as uh like i'm sorry i fucked up like let me cook for you instead of just saying like oh i'm sorry but like trying to show your support in different ways or him like noting when she was spiraling like making sure that she was eating and like Mm -hmm. not falling back down and then your part of like when she just like was like wait a minute is he still in the shower this is like 20 minutes later she you know she goes and checks on him and yeah um, yeah just is they're supportive for each other in ways outside of just like oh need to talk about it kind of thing right you know so, yeah i would say those instances were my favorite because it's just really great to see even when they weren't like an official couple yet just two people like building healthy parts of the relationship um right and then another favorite part of mine had was everything to do with the otters because (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i know they're so cute Oh, and I just love that, like, they were cute enough for, like, Bryce to, like, scream when she saw them. Because, like, it brought such delight to her. And Hunt was like, oh, my God, what's wrong? And she's like, it's an otter. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, though, I would have the exact same reaction if an otter showed up at my door with a note for me. For me. Also, from... A pretty cute fella. (laughs) You know? Um, But mostly I'd just be excited about the otter and I'd probably forget that there was a note for me and then... (laughs) Easily sidetracked by adorable animals, I understand. I mean, story of my life, for sure. (laughs) I'm literally like a dog with squirrels, except for me, it's dogs. I'm 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 an I'm an equal opportunity um, animal um, lover, yeah, attention forgetter. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) just I don't know what you would call it, but I'm I'm an equal opportunity animal distractionist. That sounds like I'm doing the distractioning. Distractioning. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh, that's not a real word, Ellen. English is hard. It's fine. (laughs) 
Um, that sounds like I'm doing the distracting, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Plus, we're from the Midwest. Like, how often do we drive past, like, cow fields and we're like, cow! Oh, my God. <laughs> like, we've never, like, we've Every never seen a fucking cow before. <laughs> Cows and horses. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so pretty. And I've driven by it how many times and it's the same damn horse. <laughs> Every time I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. <laughs> oh, horsey. Oh, my God. I just love it. Cow! Like, uh, yes, that's, that, that's a cow. Maybe we don't have to be quite that excited about it, but <laughs> especially since you smelled them a mile ago, you know. Like... Yeah, true. <laughs> oh, it's not like they surprised you. Oh my gosh. Oh well, whatever. Okay. No, re- no regrets. <laughs> How many favorite quotes do you have? Um, four. That mm. seems pretty standard for me. I feel like. Yeah. How about you? Oh, she's doing a lot of counting. Um, I have five, but like three of them I just found so hilarious that that's why I chose them. Because I was I just like, like I have to, this has to be. <laughs> there were, there, I, I mean, I love uh, Sarah J. Mass's humor. Um, one of the reasons why I love reading her books. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. These I just had to write. Be like, all right, they need to word for word need to be said on the podcast. Perfect. Um, Okay, so my favorite one. Okay, as a quick side note, um, (laughs) I of course type my notes on my phone, as I've mentioned in the past, and my phone for the life of itself did not want to accept that Bryce is a real name. Mm. So most often it would change it to Bruce. (laughs) Um, and then I, I caught most of them, but I can see here a couple places where it still says Bruce. (laughs) I love that. Oh my God. Uh, okay. So, um, my first favorite quote is one that we see throughout the book many, many times. Um, and it's the quote that's from the back of Danica's jacket that through love all is possible. Um, and I... I, lo- I just love the idea of it and the concept, and it just, it's really beautiful. Um, <laughs> um, but I also just loved, you know, like, I love the idea that it's not like, it's, and I, and I say this fully loving the song, Love is All You Need, but it's not like as dumb of a sentence as love is all you need. Because love is, of course, not all you need. Mm-hmm. But I firmly believe that love is sort of the center of everything, you know. And um, that it helps to facilitate the other things that you do need in life, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, I, you know... I just really liked it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was it's contemplating really that being a favorite quote of mine too. So I'm glad you um, chose it. And then all of the rest of my favorite quotes are from like basically the end because I apparently was not reading for favorite quotes so much. Like, cause I was just too sucked in. Um, okay. So the next one is one that just gave me like goosebumps. And I was like, yes. So this comes after 
um, Micah has showed up at Jessica's place. They've had their big altercation. She has thoroughly kicked his ass. Um, she's killed him and she's burning his body. And I think it's and fun. <laughs> Oh my god, let me tell you, when she fucking vacuumed up his ashes, I was like, because of course I was sobbing, right? Yeah, because Because of Lahaba. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, I was a mess. I was sobbing. And then all of a sudden I'm, like, cackling as I'm sobbing. Because because I'm like, of course she fucking vacuumed up his body. As a quick side note, I was also, I did have a moment, because I listened to a lot of true crime, and I'm like, first of all, flames have to get real hot to burn a body. Two, even when those flames get real hot, they don't usually burn bone. <laughs> and so I was like... You're like, how realistic is this in this... Uh- fantasy made up world (laughs) right well that's the thing is like that's what finally pulled me back to it i was like it doesn't matter you know maybe because he's an angel he's extra flammable i don't know like (laughs) yes in case no one knew part of being an angel means that you're extremely flammable (laughs) i don't know but anyways so she's standing over his burning body and i think hunt thinks this as because he's you know they're watching Mm -hmm. on the cameras but he said or you know it's the sentence goes vengeance incarnate wrath's bruised heart she would bow for no one and i was like no she won't get it girl <laughs> like i was just like i had goosebumps i also loved that he was just like in awe of her and like but not like scared or you know like i was just like yes um so these next two, I'm probably going to cry a little bit. That should be no surprise to anybody. Um, and uh, despite the fact that I probably knew that this was going to happen. You don't have tissues. I, I didn't bring tissues. So, you know, <laughs> it wouldn't be me That's if I brought tissues. That's what sleeves are for. It's fine. <laughs> and the hem, uh, uh-huh. the collars of shirts are also good for that, too. Um, okay, so the next two are um, Bryce has made the drop. And she's down mm. at the bottom of the drop. I don't really know exactly where it is, but she's talking to Danica. Um, it's starting already. So the first one is, uh, she said, I'm scared, she whispered. Danica grabbed her hand again. That's the point of it, Bryce, of life. To live, to love, knowing that it might all vanish tomorrow. It makes everything that much more precious. And I just thought it was really pretty. And <laughs> um, and I loved that she got to have that moment with Danica. Um, and then my next favorite quote was literally further down the page. <laughs> um, also Danica to Bryce. And she said, even if you can't see me, I will always be with you. And I thought that was really pretty, and I like the idea of it. And I like to think that she'll always be with her because through love, all is possible. Ah, See, bring it all back to the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because it's true. All that love will always be there. 
you know? And that's how Bryce will keep her alive, you know? And the people who knew her will keep her alive. Because mm-hmm. now she's even gone from the bone quarter. And that was really sad, too. But both of them won't be there. I know. Which just, I'm like, hoping... that makes me so sad that, like, Bryce gave up her spot and then Danica gave up the spot but like but like also of course they both did like like it hurts and it sucks but like also of course they both did like that's just the epitome of who they are as people and as friends and (sighs) okay i'm gonna sit here quietly and cry while you tell me your favorite quotes okay well this works (laughs) well because the first two um are literally just Hunt's reactions to Bryce and they're just so fucking funny. Um, they're both in the same chapter as well so I think it's literally like around the same interaction. I think she's talking to like her brother and her brother's friends but yeah, I could look it up but whatever. <laughs> uh, Quinlan's gift of looking down her nose at males who towered above her, usually graded on Hunt to no end. But seeing it used on someone else was a true delight. (laughs) I need to learn that skill to be able to, like, look down my nose at someone who's taller than me. Yeah, absolutely. (sighs) There are so many ass... Not so many asshole men. But there have been multiple instances where I wish I could have... You could have done that? Done that, Yeah. Absolutely. I love that he also points out to her, like, he mentioned, like, not only has he noticed that many times throughout the book, but then close to the end, he, like, brings it up to her. (laughs) And I just love it. I know. Um, Yeah, this is, this is from the same scene, I'm pretty sure. Uh, The next one is, honestly... Hunt would have liked nothing more than to grab some popcorn and a beer, kick back in a chair, and watch her verbally fillet these assholes. Also, can I just tell you how much I wish that he had? Like, he just, like, sat down and not even maybe grabbed popcorn and a beer, but just, like, sat down and been like, okay, continue. Right? Oh, my God. Um, So funny. Love that, and I love that he really appreciates that about her. And, like enjoys that about her even though he's been on the receiving end of it and he's like "Mm, not cool but then he can appreciate that she can do that yeah with someone else um okay so my next favorite quote um this is again bryson hunt and um I'm trying to see where this is in the book. Ah, so they're I still don't know where they are. Something oh, one of the instances of someone being killed and they're like going to the scene or something. Mm-hmm. to look at it and she's struggling a little bit and he's like recognizing that and like helping her through it and um <laughs> sorry I'm having a... <laughs> I'm chuckling at the fact that three of your five if not more are 
all having to do with Hunt. And yet he's not my favorite character. <laughs> not even that, that, he's not, that he's not your favorite character, but that earlier you were like, I'm kind of mad about Hunt. <laughs> we'll blame my weird mood today. No, it's... I, I, you are entitled to whatever opinion you want. I'm just chuckling at the funny... I don't know, is juxtaposition the right word? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, funny. Okay, sorry, continue. Okay, yeah, so this is basically, like, Bryce realizing part of their relationship and and how great it is. And the quote is, like, they were two of a kind, like, she could throw anything at him and he'd catch it. And I just thought, like, wow, like, that's the kind of relationship that I want, right? Like, where the support... I guess, I mean, it kind of goes along with my favorite parts, right, of Mm -hmm. really demonstrating like the support and love and caring that they have for the other person and how they demonstrate that mm-hmm. um, as a quick side note there's this lady on tiktok and her whole tiktok account is that her husband literally will catch anything she throws at him no matter how prepared or not he is and it's fascinating like i have watched video after video of her chucking random things at him and it's like he'll be like walking through the door and like hardly even looking and she'll be like hi and then like chuck it and then he still catches it and it's like so i I mean i think he's taken but maybe if he knows someone else who can catch (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know that that's necessarily what i'm looking for but (laughs) Uh, but good to know good to know when i come across their videos again i will send it to you it's it's fascinating awesome I probably should get a TikTok, honestly. You should. Um, it would make me sending you things so much easier. <laughs> it really would. So this next quote is part of your favorite part when um, she takes care of him after he came back from yeah. killing whomever um, that Micah forced him to. And... You know, he asks her to stay, so they fall to sleep, and she's, like, sitting up in his bed, and he wakes up in the middle of the night to realize that he's, like, basically curled up in her lap, and she's, like, falling asleep, like, with her head tilted. Like, you know how when you're sleeping, when you sit up, and then you end up, and you're just like, bleh. No, Um, I I never (laughs) fall asleep when I'm sitting up. Um, And so this quote is from the moment when he wakes up. It smelled like paradise, like home and eternity, and like exactly where he was meant to be. Oh, right! And you're just like, oh, that's such a cute as, relationship. That's- as a quick, I, I feel the urge to point out that very shortly after that, I'm pretty sure he realizes that his head is in her lap and she's not wearing underwear. Um. <laughs> but we can forget about that for the moment and focus on how lovely that quote is. <laughs> Hey, I'm just saying, it could still be applicable. <laughs> we don't know what smelled like that. Oh. I think it's the sheets, right? I think he says, like, the sheets are just being near her or something like that. Mm-hmm. Sounds like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So then <laughs> my final favorite quote is, again, just humorous. Um <laughs> And I love that is... you're. I love <laughs> that you're <laughs> cracking up reading it. Um, 
I, I just I'm I I'm really tickled by that. <laughs> I'm just adorable. I know you are. I think you're. I think you're totes adorbs. Oh, do people still say, do people do people still say that? I don't know. Probably did people not. ever say that? <laughs> yeah, I mean we're way past knowing Whoa. all the cool kids lingo, but I'm pretty sure that's not. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I'm on TikTok. That's okay. That doesn't mean anything because I still watch TikToks from like younger people. And like sometimes I'm like, I know exactly what they're talking about. And sometimes I'm like, they could be speaking a different language for all I know. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have no idea I don't what even the cool think kids I ever... are saying these days. Not I don't that think I, I ever really knew. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't think I ever knew what the cool kids were saying, but. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Anyways, the quote is. Um, who is, it's someone asking Bryce. Oh, I thought this was part of the quote and I was like, this is hilarious. No, no, I can't, I don't know if it's Hunt who asks her this or, anyway, I don't think it matters. Read it and I'll tell you if I can remember. No issue with the Umbra Mortis being your emotional twin. Mm, I feel like Rune said that. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like, well, oh yeah, like the demon of death, like Micah's personal assassin who yeah. like is known, like you, you hear that name or see his helmet, like you run away in terror. Yeah. And she says emotional twin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. As a quick side note though, um, am I the only one who pictured his helmet looking like Batman? Uh, possibly because I know I didn't. So maybe other people did, but I did not. Like, I know, I know that that's not anything what it looks like, but like, just because like, Batman is dark and broody and he wears a hood and I just, I couldn't stop picturing it as him just putting on Batman. Not like the cape and everything, like literally just the like Mm -hmm. head part of it. But yeah, I don't, it was weird. (laughs) (laughs) that's fine we all that's one of the great things about books is you all picture and interpret things in different ways um yeah okay so i don't really know where to start i just i feel like i just have so many random thoughts and i'm realizing that not all of them are written down so hopefully i will remember but okay so i just want to say I feel like there should be a law um, that if you create a character and a relationship that people get emotionally attached to, you're not allowed to brutally murder them 60 pages into the motherfucking book. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I remember the first time I read this book, I like couldn't read it after that happened for at least a full week like I just I, like was I I just couldn't I was devastated I read that before I had to go to work <gasps> oh <laughs> and I like cried I have like a 30 minute drive to work I cried the whole way there I like finally pulled myself together shortly before having to walk through the doors and I was like were your coworkers were like oh my god what happened are you okay kind of (laughs) 
And I was like, I, sh- I should have known. It was also a day where we had one of our, the doctors at work was out. So we had to like rearrange all of her appointments. Thankfully it was a Saturday. So we only had a half a day's worth of appointments to rearrange. But anyways, but after we, we did that, I was like, I should have known today was going to be a bad day. And they were like, why? And I was like, let me just tell you. Like, <laughs> and I didn't go into detail, but I was like, there was a brutal murder. And I was in it. And really, the thing is, it didn't come out of nowhere for me. So I... Wait, you saw it coming? Well, I hoped I was wrong. Um, And I didn't see... I didn't see quite that much happening. (laughs) Um, But as someone who listens to a lot of true crime, when when it opens and that uh, rig... Briggs? Riggs? Briggs is getting out of jail and she but like Sarah keeps mentioning he's out of jail Danica's the one who put him in jail and I was like this happens in true crime all the time people get put in jail and then they get let out and then they go after whoever they've decided is responsible for that mm-hmm. right and of course it turns out I was I I mean I was right that she died. <laughs> um, I was, of course, wrong that it was going to be Briggs who did it. Um, but um, I um, I had a bad feeling about it, and I hoped I was wrong. Like, I was like, this is, like, it's a red herring. Like, because... <laughs> Sarah, again, first name basis, loves to throw those red herrings out there. And so I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she's not going to die. Maybe she's not going to die. And then, oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'm impressed that you saw that coming because I did not. Um, I just thought it was weird how frequently she was talking about him getting out and Danica being the one who put him away. And also, she kept talking about how untouchable Danica was. Mm. She's so powerful. She's the most powerful wolf that there's been in a bajillion years. And like, she's going to skip over her mom and she's going to be next, the next prime. And like, she's so powerful. Like she's so powerful that people who would have been alphas of their own packs are under her, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, this is making me, nervous (laughs) yeah honestly it upset me so much throughout the book um when her question her character was called into question and then the characters think that she well not Bryce most of the time but like other people thought like she was doing things that she didn't and I couldn't remember what was true and what wasn't and so I was getting really (sighs) upset I was like no wait please tell me Danica didn't do this um (laughs) but one of the things that I did remember was that she died pretty early in the book um i forgot how i forgot that the entire pack also was killed um so yeah it wasn't a surprise to me that she died this time but the majority of everything else was basically i just you know like i really would have wished that she didn't die at all but like if we could have gotten a little more time with her maybe it would have been worse if we had gotten more time with her okay fine could we have gotten less time with her (laughs) Because this was at the point where, like, I had just, I mean, not just, like, I had fallen enough in love with her character that it still hurt like a 
bitch. Right? Like, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> oh, if she was just, like, an okay character, like, whatever. We didn't know a ton about her yet. Um, whatever. But then you also get more of the information about their friendships and some of the flashbacks of their adventures and um, getting a better understanding of, like, their college days. And so it just makes everything worse because you're yeah. just continually finding out more about how awesome she is, even though she's already dead. Right. Oh, my gosh. Right? And then, so my note when she dies is, in all caps, what the actual fuck? And then it was like, I was hoping I wasn't right. Then, But then I was like, what could take down an entire pack of shifter wolves? And then I was like, especially the ones that are the best of them, and then I was like, and that, but that was my first thought because if it was just Danica, I could see how Briggs could have done it. But immediately when it was like the whole pack, and then it was like, it, like, and this was before or around, I mean, and like there was a demon, and but I was like, was he really strong enough to do that himself? You know, like, it felt weird to me that in this world a human would have had enough power to do that and to at least successfully pull it off. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after Sabine comes charging into the police station and the first thing she asks about is her sword. I was like, it was her, it was Sabine. She took out her competition. She's a bitch. I fucking hate her. (laughs) And I mean, I don't love her even by the end of the book, but um, for a good chunk of time, um, I definitely was like, oh, it was definitely Sabine. She definitely did this to get rid of her competition. And then I felt a little bit bad when she was like, you really think I killed my only child? And I was like, okay. Well, I mean, yes, I did, but. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Because so when how she, like, bad yells... of a person does that make me? I know. Um... <laughs> when, she, like, when she like yells that at Hunt, I was like, ooh, I mean, <laughs> yes, I did think that. <laughs> Oh, you caught me. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know that we're going to find this out because she's dead and that Bryce kind of like came to terms with that through her drop and everything and being able to see the pack um, in the bone quarter and everything. Mm-hmm. But I have multiple, there were multiple instances where it was talking about um, how Danica was so much more powerful and she hadn't even made the drop yet and how she had been doing, like, ancestral research to try to figure out, one, like, who her father was um, mm-hmm. and, two, like, how how different creatures get power and, like, why some are more powerful than others. And... All we know is that she was doing that research. We don't get any insight to what specifics she had been researching and what she right. was finding. And I just, I feel like that's such crucial information. Like, just in my gut, I'm like, we need to know what this is. <laughs> right. But I, now, I don't know if we will because she, I don't know that we're going to get much more about her character um, yeah. at all after this book. So. Oh, I, I mean... If I've learned anything from reading Sarah's books is don't think anything is true, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I 
feel like that should just be the motto of her books, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that and um, what was it? I feel like how we described her books worked really well. Like, girl is or young woman is struggling, uh, finds a guy who's also struggling. And they struggle together and help each other through said struggles. <laughs> and then, like, a bunch of shit happens in the meantime. And then once they're together, even more shit happens. And then, like, 25 more things that, like, you didn't see coming happen. And then just when and then just when you think <laughs> nothing else could possibly happen, everything, like, shit hits an even higher fan. And you're like, what? <laughs> Yeah, like, so many things that you didn't even know were possible or, like, could happen, happen. Or things that you had completely forgotten about, and then all of a sudden Sarah's like, remember me? And you're like, no, but now I do. (laughs) Right? Uh, She's so good at layering in so many details that reading stuff again, if I had remembered it, um, I'm so ex- I'm so excited to read this again and right? see there's, what I can pick up. She's yeah. so great. There's so much subtlety in her writing and so many little layered details that actually have meaning that you don't realize have meaning. And oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay. So speaking of that, so one of those things for me was Bryce gets that voicemail from Ethan at the beginning of the book on page like 90 right and he's like but you only get a snippet of it and all you get is him saying to her you're not welcome at the sailing right and at the time I thought Sabine was making him call her and be like oh no you're not welcome here and so I was so at that time I was like fuck Sabine right until later on you get the whole thing and you find out that someone leaked her messages Oh my God, that I like burst into tears. Like, so not only was she grieving her best friend in the whole world and her other friends, right? And she was, someone of course, who she was falling in love with. Right, exactly. Like all of this stuff. But then somebody hacked into her phone and shared texts that while, so like, I understand to some extent why other people were upset about it. But, like, the whole thing of, like, Ethan being mad at her that she was having sex with somebody else while her his brother was being slaughtered. Like, how the fuck was she, su- like, right? Like, also, just because she agreed to a date doesn't mean anything, right? Yeah. But also, like, how was she supposed to know that they were all being slaughtered at, back at the apartment, right? Like, mm-hmm. If she had known and then was still sleeping with somebody, that would have been a totally different, awful, not okay thing. But like, Um, you know, like, so I was just, but that's one of those instances where she puts one thing in and you're like, oh, this must be what it means. And then later you're like, that's not what it meant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, So many things about the wolves pissed me off. Yeah. Just Ethan, I was glad. first of all, ugh, so angry at him. I know, I was too. I was glad that by the end of it, he pulled his shit together. Yeah, and of course she sacrificed herself to get him to safety. Of course she did. Of course of she course did. Of course she did. Yeah. Because she, she couldn't save Connor, so she could try to save Ethan. Yeah, and then um, at the end when the Prime is like, there is one wolf left or whatever. Or like I know. Wolf, and you're 
I was already really, sobbing. At first I'm like, wait, who? Huh? What's happening? Danica? <laughs> oh my God. Can I tell you? So I, um, I think the part of the drop was even worse for me because I had convinced myself. <sighs> I was so excited and I had convinced myself that the through love all is possible meant that Bryce was going to figure out a way to bring Danica back. Ooh, yikes. That must because have been terrible that that didn't it was, happen for you. Yes, because there's a part where I think it's Hunt is like flying over the bone quarter and he like keeps like thinking to himself like it's weird that we can never go in there like why are, like are people walking or like you know like he has these thoughts where it's like what's really going on in the bone quarter and then i'm like through love all is possible yeah <laughs> and then like you know like my hopeful naive heart is like maybe she'll some you know and then especially when she was like healing everybody and she had that light and i was like this is it and then all of a sudden you hear danica talking to her and then in my head i'm like she did it oh. and then <laughs> and she didn't do it <laughs> but it was bad cuz it was like i was so high up on my oh my god she brought her back to life she's gonna have you know her Miley Cyrus moment her Hannah Montana the best of both worlds like (laughs) it's yes she's gonna get cunt and Danica I forgot her name for a second and (laughs) and then so yeah I accidentally really got myself really excited (laughs) yeah that sounds really rough (laughs) And then I had a long way to fall. <laughs> so oh, man. that was a little tough. I'm sorry about that. Thank you. Okay. Speaking of Hunt. Uh-huh. So this book came out. Let me consult the. Uh, it's been a while. Page. Honestly, I don't know how you didn't get spoilers. Oh, girl. So this one, the paperback was copyrighted in 2020. Was Crescent City probably came out in what, 20. 18, 2019, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know. And I don't know that my version would give me um, that information. But it, so paperback usually comes out about a year after the hard copy comes out. So um, I'd say probably like 2019-ish is when Crescent City came out. Um, and are you are you finding out? I'm, I'm trying to look um, on my ebook version to see if it would tell me on the ebook itself um but apparently i don't get that information like the public like the publishing information that you get when you open got it an actual book. so um and so at that time um she had her other two series that were open ended uh, that's not really what i meant to say but like they weren't finished yet mm-hmm. so i was very oh, sorry i got um, it first published in the united states in 2020 paperback published in 2021 okay interesting sorry i feel like that's not accurate because i feel like this book came out before the pandemic oh well then maybe when was okay fine i have a computer i don't know why i didn't look this up (laughs) in the first place um 
So it was published. Oh, really? Okay. Google says March 3rd, 2020. So I guess, yes, oh, so technically. it was right before the pandemic started. <laughs> so technically it was before the pandemic, but whatever. Anyways, so. Um, wow. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm so like, I'm still like, really? I don't believe it. Um, and I don't believe I didn't, it. <laughs> I didn't want to read it until at least I knew when the second book was coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I didn't read it for forever and I didn't really have any spoilers. Um, oh, I, shoot, you did I, have one, didn't you? Well, I had one, but I didn't really know what it meant. And all it was, so I was on TikTok and all it said was Bryce during the ascent and then it was just but but i was able to scroll before anything like the video like Mm -hmm. started Mm -hmm. so it was just her standing there so like it was not a huge spoiler because i didn't really know what it meant and it didn't and in the grand scheme of this like i knew that at some point she was going to do the drop Mm -hmm. take the drop Mm -hmm. drop i don't know the proper yeah i don't terminology for it i didn't think she was going to. Well, I so at the at the beginning before she and Hunt got closer, I started questioning it a little bit, um, forgetting that I had had that spoiler even, which for me is not easy to do. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Um, but then as she and Hunt were getting closer, I was more, um, like sure that she mm-hmm. was probably like. As they were getting closer, as she was getting closer with Rune, like, I just was having an inkling that she was moving back towards taking, taking it, dropping. I don't know what the proper verb drop, is. Drop, drop, drop. <laughs> I'm sure there's <laughs> drop, a drop, song. Drop, drop, um, <laughs> And, um, so that was one. And then I knew that Hunt was a love interest. But let me tell you, even if I hadn't known that, like, first introduction to Hunt, I was like, done. Put client <laughs> sinker. And then, of course, immediately afterwards, because, like, at the beginning, he's very, like, clinical and dark and broody and, like, let's get the job done. Let's figure out this. No nonsense. But I was like, hook, line, and sinker. Like, <laughs> I don't care that I don't like him right away. <laughs> I already know. <laughs> I was like. It's love at first sight. Perfect. I don't care. <laughs> And I was like, but like, even in the big, even in that first interaction with him, like, he's worried about Bryce bleeding out. So he staples up her wound. And then in the interrogation room, when What's Her Face is playing that god awful recording of Danica, like, screaming for her life and pleading. And, and he's, and he like bursts in and he's like, turn that fucking thing off, basically. Right? Like, I was like, yep, okay, perfect. <laughs> I was like, so even if I hadn't known, I know that I would have been hook, line, and sinker ready for um, Hunt to be the love interest. But yes, I'm also very impressed that I, that that was the only, those were the only two spoilers that I got. And they were tiny yeah, that and I in think, the grand scheme of things. I think somehow <clears throat> you've done that before too. Like you, because you also didn't read um, a Court of Frost and Starlight for a very long time after it came out because you wanted to wait until you knew when her next book of whatever Correct. series was coming out. 
which I really don't yeah. understand because you literally are on BookTok and like Bookstagram like nonstop. And that one was that one was impressive. Like that one was because I I wasn't so much in Crescent City BookTok. Um. I was more in her other series, Book Talks. I didn't realize um, that there were book talks within book talks. Oh, for sure. Oh, so there's like... I'm so uneducated the, when it comes to TikTok. There's like Throne of Glass, Book Talk, and then there's like Akatar, TikTok, Book Talk, whatever. And then there's like Smutty Romance, Book Talk, and there's like um, Outlander, TikTok, like both book and movie, like Harry Potter, book talk. Like, there's so many different niches to be in. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, like, general YA fantasy book talk. Like, and, like, my I've dipped my toe in pretty much all of those (laughs) pods. (laughs) Um, But, um, but then, you know, that's why fake TikTok was invented, <laughs> which is what I, of course, call my second TikTok, where I don't like any book videos except for Harry Potter, because that felt pretty yeah. safe, and it, it has worked just fine, because um, I still get to see all my other people. <laughs> well, I forget, when did you use, because you only used that for one specific instance, right? I only used that when um, A Court of Silver Flames came out, and we hadn't yet read it for the uh, podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I used it for like a month because we had um, a little leg mm-hmm. in the when we could read it. Um, so it worked well for about a month. I'm just lucky, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how it. <laughs> um, well, I, I mean, there have been times that I've accidentally spoiled things for myself in the past. So I, I've just gotten better at towing that line Uh like figuring out what I can get away with and what I can't quite get away with (laughs) um because it was I accidentally uh spoiled um what's the fourth book in the uh Divergent series called Allegiant aren't there only three or are you including the like prequel ish like one about four in the books. Mm, I might have accidentally been including that, but yes, I only meant, I meant the third one. Right. Um. Oh, but, yeah, 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 and you never finished it. Because I never finished that. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was dumb, and <laughs> it made me mad. <laughs> uh, so I never finished the book, and then eventually I gave the whole series away, because I <laughs> was like, I'm clearly never finishing this book, so what's the point? Um, so, yeah. Um, so what were some of you, so you said, so since this was the second time, you already knew that they all were going to die. Yeah. So, so I remembered, no, I remembered that Danica was going to die relatively early uh, on and mm-hmm. that Bryce was really going to struggle with that death. I remember yeah. that Bryce and Hunt were going to get together and that they were both damaged and dark and helped each other through the darkness to see the light. <laughs> um and then other than that I don't know Oh, and I remembered that um her 
power wasn't all that it seemed. Like, when I couldn't remember that it was only light and, like, that that's why it wasn't detected. Um, But I remembered that, like, she was hiding that. Um, Mm -hmm. But everything else was a complete surprise. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think there were a couple of things where, you know, like, when you write down, like, oh, like, I'm questioning this. I feel like this is important. Like, I had multiple of those moments, but I don't know if it was because I was, like, picking up on details to lead me towards the conclusion or if I was remembering stuff that I had already read. Got it. <laughs> Got it. Like, specifically the tattoo. Um, like, I knew that something, <clears throat> there was something more to it and, like, what she thought it said wasn't what it said. But was that because there were so many instances where there was something a little I'm gonna go different? With, or is it because I had read it already? I'm going to go with it's because you read it because I didn't pick up on it. Mm. So I'd like to pr- believe that I didn't miss any hints. So we're going to go with um, you remembered it. Okay, the because there, if you read it again, there are a lot of hints specifically about I'm sure. the tattoo. Oh, I'm, I'm totally sure. There's just so much that happens in this book that like... I was when I was looking through these notes, I was like, those feel like different books. Like it. <laughs> um, well, that's totally happened in her other series too, where like you read a book and you're like, oh my god, so much has happened, and then you read another one and you're like, oh, okay, now I'm in a complete. This is completely different, like than anything I experienced in the prior book, and then that happens again. <laughs> so then you're like, wait. Do I even read the first book again? Because the first book is just, like, so completely different than, like, yeah. what you know from later in the series. I know, and but, that's, that, but this, those are, like, all, those are series. In, I know. And, this and is just one book. That's the thing is, like, this <laughs> yeah. happens so much even in this one book, I think, right. more so than any of her others. And maybe it's because it was such a large book that there was, like... Yeah, it was. Just I think this. Is, I mean, this is definitely time. of her three series. This is her biggest first book. Mm-hmm. You know, like the other first books have only been five hundred ish pages, um, give or take a little bit. And this one is, at least the paperback is a whopping eight hundred pages. Um, although it definitely looks like it's way more than eight hundred pages. Like it looks. I was, because I was toting it around with me. I was asking people like how many pages does this look like um and I definitely got well (laughs) my mother guessed 2200 pages which (laughs) it does not look like there's 2200 pages in this book um but most of the guests were like guesses what am I trying to say most of the guesses were like I don't know like a thousand twelve hundred like (laughs) I would have been fine with that I would have been fine with it being, I don't know, a couple pages longer and including something that should have definitely been in this book <laughs> that we can certainly talk about later because I have quite a few notes surrounding that. But, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. Oh my gosh. So my next note is about Danica again. Um, and it's just that... Um, Of course, she took care of Bryce in case anything ever happened to her. And the fact that she had, like, that high-tech, fancy apartment, but she put Bryce's name on it, too, and put all the magic 
to include Bryce in case anything ever happened to her. And of course she did. Of course she did. <laughs> yeah. Um, that made me cry all over again. Does it say, I couldn't, I can't remember, did it say when she did that? Like, was this something that she had done a while ago? Or was I she think... feeling like there was a chance that she would die or, like, something would, bad would happen to her in the yeah. last couple of months as, like, shit was happening with whatever corporation and she was learning all this stuff? Yeah, I think she, I think, I don't think it explicitly says... I think it was implied that it had been a while, like it had been under her name for a while, but I don't actually know for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know. But that's just <laughs> oh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about that uh, – reminded this reminded me of it because um hunt assumes based on this apartment that she's like super wealthy and everything Mm -hmm. um and there are so many assumptions in this book made by so many characters that drove (laughs) me fucking crazy because they like it was just like left and right these assumptions that were if they weren't blatantly wrong they um or just like how as the reader you're like no how can you not see what i'm seeing like one of those instances where you're such a frustrated reader because you know things yes. that the characters don't know and then on top of that the characters are just being stupid and <laughs> making asses out of themselves because they're assuming all of these things that are completely wrong um yeah, that happened so many times, and that was an instance. It was one of was specifically <laughs> around the apartment. Um, yeah. Um, okay, one little tidbit. So after the two years have passed, Isaiah and Hunt go to talk to Bryce at Jessica's or whatever. I think I think it's both of them. Maybe it's just Hunt. I don't remember. But anyways. At least it's Hunt, for sure. Um, Isaiah might have been there, too. And um, they're talking about... Yeah, it's both of them. Um, and they're ringing the bell because they're because Micah wants to talk to them or whatever. And um, they, <laughs> they r- ring her in, and she's like... Uh, or they ring to her, and she answers the ring at the place. And um, she's like, I didn't order a pizza... And then I, Isaiah's like, we're from the 33rd Legion. We're here to see Bryce or whatever. Um, and um, <laughs> you'll, she goes, you'll have to make an appointment. And let me tell you how I squealed when she goes, how about three weeks? I've got the 28th of April free. I'll pencil you in for noon. And I was like, that's my birthday! <laughs> Oh my gosh. I wonder how um, that date was chosen. Maybe SJM just knew. Knew your birthday and wanted to include it in her book. Right? <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, but can we talk about that? Like, I I don't know if this was just me 
But I thought it was so weird that she was asked to be part of this uh, investigation in the way that she was. Like, she's a civilian. I thought it was a little weird, too. She has no experience. Like, okay, interview her because you didn't get that initially because she was just so traumatized. But other than that, like, she's not qualified. She, yeah, I don't don't know. Um, I mean, you find out later that it was, like, to create a scapegoat if necessary, basically. And because, I don't know, I'm not fully 100% sure why it was done the way it was, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I definitely was like, okay, <laughs> why are we asking her for this? Yeah. Um, but okay. Um... Uh, I mean, it ended up being great for the book because then, like, the majority of stuff <laughs> wouldn't have happened. And it was, and it turns out that she actually was very well qualified because she has all of this, these skills and knowledge that you don't even realize. Um, but, yeah, it seemed odd to me. Yeah, I, can I tell you, it's a little embarrassing because, like, it seemed odd to me too. And then very quickly I was like, Oh, well. (laughs) I was like, why are they asking her? Okay. (laughs) Like, I bought the dumb line of, like, she works with the antiquities or whatever. And I was like, I mean, okay. I don't know if I should say I bought it, but I was like, I was placated enough Mm -hmm. that I was like, Mm -hmm. seems weird, but okay, fine. (laughs) Uh, Seems fishy, but I'll allow it. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So how shocked were you? Okay, well, I guess it's a, the the best way to ask the question because um, you've read it before. But so did did you remember that the angel she had saved was Micah? No, I did not. Yeah, that threw me for a loop. Um, I had not recalled that one at all. So I had this funny moment. Where, despite the fact that they had explicitly said who had been... Because, right, they're walking away from a murder as he's like, oh, you saved Micah or whatever, right? In my head, um, despite the fact that they had explicitly stated that it was a priestess or whatever that had been killed at that scene. <laughs> because um, Hunt says something very basic like, oh, it was that was Micah or whatever. In my head, I was like... The body that you guys just walked away from was, like, because I, like, had this moment where, like, my brain had been taking in so much information that I, like, despite the fact that pages ago I was like, oh, no, this poor young girl was just murdered (laughs) in my head. All of a sudden I was like, that seems very nonchalant about (laughs) the leader of your whole legion was just murdered by this demon. And then I flipped back a page because I was like, how the fuck did I miss that? And then I was like, oh, no, no. Right. Oh, okay. And then I went back and I was like, oh, she saved Micah. And I was like, and then I was like, wait, she's, that was Micah? <laughs> so I had like, I had like a very oh twofold reaction to it because I was like, that was a very nonchalant way to be like, oh, this guy who owns a whole bunch of these slaves just got murdered. And then for a split second, I was like, is he free? Like... <laughs> Because I don't care if Micah dies. Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, And so 
honestly, I fell for it again of Micah being like, oh, Micah's, you know, so much better than all of the other slave owners. Archangels. Is that what? Archangels. Is that what he Mm -hmm. and Sandriel are? Um, Yeah. I was like, oh, he's so much better than her. Like, he's giving Hunt a second chance and, like, Mm -hmm. treats them more humanely and blah, blah, blah. But it turns out he's worse. (laughs) And I fell for it again. And, like, as soon as uh, the ending happens where you realize everything that he did, I was like, damn it. I just did the same exact thing that I did the last time I read this. Yeah, that one definitely threw me when, I mean, I think that's partially a really good life lesson, right? Of like, you can't judge a book by its cover and sometimes. I do that constantly yeah. as a quick side note. <laughs> and, and and even like, um, I think it goes a bit deeper than that, right? It's not even just you, your first impression. It's not even just maybe your first interaction. It's that you don't know everything that's going on with a person, whether it's good or bad, what's happening in their life, their motivations, anything, um, which can be, you know, good or bad, right? Like, oh, just because someone lashed out at you doesn't mean that they actually were trying to be mean to you. Like, could be that their child is super sick and they're super stressed out and their partner isn't helping, you know, like, there's so many different things like that. Um, so then in this instance, I didn't realize that who I thought was like, okay, he's a decent ruler for, like, the standards of this world, like, in comparison to to the others. Um, like, I, okay, okay, I, I can get behind him. And then you're like, oh. Oh, see, fuck. interesting. So even though I could tell that he was better than, you know, is seemed to be leaps and bounds better than Sandrio, um... I could tell that he still wasn't great, right? Because, like, if he was leaps and bounds better, he wouldn't be making Hunt pay for every person that died on that battlefield. You know, like, if he was better, he would be, you know, like, he wouldn't be lording that number over Hunt's head. And, yeah, oh, that one counts as three. Oh, if you do this in a month, you only have ten more people yeah. to kill. You know, like, but, yes, I definitely thought he was much better than Sandriel. So what does that say about me then? Am I just a really bad judge of character if I was like, okay, sure. He's, he's, you know, not great initially, but like growing on me. Okay. Um, I don't know. I (laughs) seek help. No, I just, I don't know. (laughs) Um, uh, so I have a weird question for you. Um, have you seen the movie Zootopia? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, never mind then. Well, do you want to tell posterity? Because maybe people who have seen it will understand what you're talking about. But then I'm going to ruin Zootopia for you. Oh, okay. Um, then I guess, <laughs> yeah, I guess we won't discuss whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, how, okay, as a quick side note, how connect, how badly do you want to see Zootopia? I don't know that I'm ever going to see it. Are you okay if I spoil yeah, it for you? sure. Okay. So this book is Zootopia. <laughs> what? Not, I mean, 
with less murder. <laughs> to be to say, be fair, um, this children's <laughs> animated movie sing along thing. <laughs> but to be fair, in Zootopia, there's um, there's a substance. I don't remember what it is. It's not like a recreational drug. Like they have to like hit people with darts with it, right? But the whole point of Zootopia is that all of these animals are living together and on the surface it seems like everything's going well, right? So all of these different species that shouldn't coexist or don't coexist in the actual wild are coexisting and they're living together and there's jaguars and bunnies and and they're not eating each other. And then all of a sudden these... Um, <laughs> these animals start disappearing and they can't figure out why. So the very by the books cop bunny hunt is a bunny in this <laughs> scenario <laughs> seeks help from the wily fox. Oh my God. Redhead. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, it gets better. <laughs> Seeks help from this wily fox to help figure out what's going on and why these people keep disappearing. And then they find out that what's happening is, is they are, somebody is injecting them with this like serum that's making them be revert, to, become feral. It's making them revert back to their wild, like ancestry. So they, the normal civil panther all of a sudden has become feral and is trying to eat creatures and then right right oh my god no. this is literally the same <laughs> and then you find out that so now in zootopia everybody thinks that it's the governor of zootopia or whatever and it turns out to be his assistant so that's a little bit different because it's not because it's Micah, but it, it's literally, I'm re I was reading this book and I was like, this feels, this like scenario feels very familiar. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my God, it's fucking Zootopia. So now the side note is, is you should definitely watch Zootopia just because one, it's cute, but two, because you'll be like, whoa. <laughs> I wonder... If there's any influence, like if she watched that movie, like I mean, in the middle of writing this, or like I have, I have no idea. Wow. But yeah, I was, but I was like, this scenario seems strangely familiar, and I know that I haven't read this book before. Like, it's like, and then I was like, oh my god, <laughs> it's Zootopia. Yeah. Did you um, also get some Star Wars vibes reading this book? Or was that just me? I didn't, but tell me about your Star Wars vibes. Um, so it was even just like in the beginning in kind of like the description of like the houses and stuff. Um, so like at the very beginning when it's like the four houses and it describes like the house of earth and blood and, you know, which beings are in what. Um, it says, as decreed in... 33 VE by the Imperial Senate in the Eternal City. And immediately... Oh. Is it literally just the Imperial Senate is what made you think of Star Wars? Yes. That and okay. then... Well, but then um, with that 
in mind than any time they were referring to like the eternal city and those whomever that rule from far away the asteri yeah asteri yeah it's probably asteri isn't it um i was still thinking about star wars (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious um yeah. Oh, that's speaking funny. of House of Earth and Blood. Yeah. So I'm confused. Like I know, but I don't know. So this book is called House of Earth and Blood and Correct. Technically Bryce was of that house, but then had to give it up and declare for House of Sky and Breath. So she's Is not, that what the Fey are? Sky and yeah. Breath? So yeah. So she's not part of that house. And she's Right, but Danica character. was. Yeah. But like... I mean, yes. So the thing is, yes, this book is about Bryce, but this book is also about Danica, right? Like, the obviously the, the core of this book is figuring out who killed Danica in the pack. And they were all members of the House of... Earth and blood. Earth and blood. I always mix it up and want to do the other way around. Also, the thing is, because we read um, um, all the From Blood and Ash books, I keep wanting to say, like, House of Flesh and Blood. And then I'm like, no, I'm mixing two. Yeah, sometimes I'll throw fire in there somewhere, too. Yeah. Fire and flood. What? Like... <laughs> Um, is there like a house of pie and cookies? Because I can I be part of that house? Ooh, that sounds like a great house. Uh, I feel like the Keebler the Keebler elves are part of that house. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, as a quick side note, dear Keebler elves, having an oven inside of a tree seems like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the first. We can have that discussion later. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god. Well, so when you make me uh, your pecan pie, we can form the house together. (laughs) The house of pie and cookies? Okay, perfect. I'll make pecan pie, you make some sort of cookies. Yep. Yeah, because I've never had pecan pie and Ellen was outraged. Um, It's my favorite kind of pie. It's the best. (laughs) Although I'm, I am an equal opportunity pie consumer. Mm-hmm. Like I will at least try pretty much any kind of pie. I mean, I don't know that I would try a lot of the savory pies, like like a quiche. No, like um, I'm trying to think. There are definitely besides shepherd's pie. There's other pies Pot that pie? are yeah savory that i'm like mm, if i have to have a pie, okay girl it's pot be... pie pot pie is so good though like a good chicken pot pie yum okay so when we get together we're gonna have just a, an evening of pie we're gonna have chicken pot pie and then pecan pie and then oh we'll have a whole day of pie we'll have quiche for breakfast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> i'll figure out another pie to have for lunch <laughs> Perfect. You can have chicken chicken pot pie for dinner and then pie pie for dessert. <laughs> Sounds great. Let me know when this I'm is actually, happening. I'm actually very excited for this. Where it's you think it's not gonna happen, but it's definitely gonna Ooh, happen. Well, we might 
we might have to figure out how to get some more dessert pies in there because I have a lot of pies that I really enjoy. Well, we could just have dessert after each meal. We'll have breakfast dessert, lunch dessert, dinner dessert. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, we need to fit an apple pie in there for sure. But, like, we've had apple pie. Like, maybe let's make a banoffee pie or something like that. What is that? I've never heard of that before. Banana toffee is <gasps> so good. Whoa. Oh, my God. Banoffee okay. pie. Yes. I love banoffee pie. All right. You may have swayed mm-hmm. me. <laughs> yeah. It's it's fine. We Okay. <laughs> How long has this <laughs> gotten sidetracked on pie? <laughs> now that we've talked about pie for 20 minutes. Um, see, this is why there needs to be a house of pie and cookies doesn't have to be the other thing. But it could be. Um, I, I like pie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, no. We're going to go down the same rabbit hole I like- again. Um, do you like cheese? <laughs> do you? My favorite's Gouda. Um, okay, so, okay. Did you have that moment when Hunt was talking to Sabine? And he told her that she was a suspect. And I, at that point in time, was still convinced that she was a suspect. Because that's right before she basically yells at him and is like, why the, Why would you think I would kill my own daughter? And I was like, well, because you're kind of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so Power hungry bitch. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it's true that not all power hungry bitches murder their children, but it seemed like a pretty good motive. <laughs> Um, but there was a split second where I was like, you dumbass. And then I was like, she's coming after you next. Like, you're about to get killed. And I was already in love with him. And so I was like, (laughs) it's like, no. Yeah, I feel like towards the end of their investigation, the amount of times where I was like, wow, that was a really dumb move. Because Bryce would also, just... Also, why does no one ever talk to each other? Like... <sighs> yes, that too. It happens. It happens so often in so many of the books that we read. And I'm just like... <laughs> you know, do you remember um, the sassy gay best friend YouTube videos that we watched in English class? All of this could have been avoided if she had a sassy gay best friend. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna send you the videos because it's like it's like retelling of like Shakespeare stories, and it's like this is Ophelia. Ophelia drowned herself after Hamlet said she did he didn't love her. This all could have been avoided if she had had a sassy yes, gay best friend. Yes, 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 yes. Now, now it's coming. Back and then he comes me. in and he's like, "What? What? What are you doing?" <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, not the gay best friend part, but like every time, every time I think it, like something like that happens and they don't communicate, I'm like, this all could have been avoided. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you would have just fucking talked to each other. Yeah. Um, well, the amount of oh. times though that they like found a new suspect were absolutely convinced it was them and then were either going to charge in and tell them that they were a suspect <laughs> or go to Micah and be like, this is it. And I was like, really? Really? Hunt, you can't rein in Bryce's, like, stubborn streak here. And two, Bryce, you can't get your shit together enough to, like, do this right. <laughs> like, 
as a very stubborn person myself, it's so funny when I find other people's stubbornness, like, offensive. (laughs) I was so pissed by her stubbornness in so many instances in this book. Her stubbornness, Hunt's stubbornness, like, I just... And it's so hard when you can see how much they both... So what I loved and hated about this book is that we got both of their points of view. So you could see how much they liked the other person, especially as time was going on, and how much they cared for one another and, like, all of this stuff. And it made it... I mean, it was... The slow burn in this book was impeccable. Like, it was it was perfect. But it was also... Horrible. (laughs) Like, so I guess now is the time to talk about this. The number of times, and I feel like such a weird, like, pervert, but, like, the number of times that I was so ready for them to finally, like, bang each other's brains out, (laughs) and then they get fucking interrupted. (laughs) I wanted to scream And then all of a sudden, when I had this realization that I was six pages away from the end of the book and they hadn't fucked yet and they weren't going to be fucking by the time that this book was done, I was like, no! (laughs) (laughs) Because, of course, what makes the slow burn so great is that eventually there's an end. Like, (laughs) eventually the candle fucking runs out. But this candle kept getting longer. <laughs> and and there's so many instances where they like take the edge off a little bit, right? Like um <laughs> like I have a note for page 590 when they're like on the couch and they're like getting ready and like he's fingering her and like I'm like it's finally fucking happening. And then I had a moment where I was like He just had his wings chopped off. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? But then I was also like, I didn't care because I was so excited (laughs) that it was finally happening. And then all of a sudden he's like bleeding all over the couch. And then I'm like, yeah, see, I thought this was maybe going to be an issue. (laughs) And then after that, shit hits the fan because she finds him on the boat. And then it's even worse than before, right? And then like, but there were so many moments where you were like, I can see this side of it and I can see this side of it. So not only is it that I can see as the reader can see something that the characters can't see, but now I can see two things (laughs) (laughs) that the characters can't see, whether it's feelings or suspects or Mm -hmm. (laughs) issues or there's a whole list of these things that add to the frustration of this book, right? And it's like, oh my God, this is torture, but also let me keep reading. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, it definitely kept their relationship, um, like they were able to keep fooling themselves for longer that, what they had wasn't what they had because they never got to like that full level of 
uh, physical yeah. intimacy. So they could be like, oh, yeah, we're not in a You're relationship. You're so much more classy about it than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, no, for sure. Um, but, like, even, like, it, the it's the little things that, like, are part of your favorite things, right? Like, your favorite parts, I mean. Um, but, like... Yeah, because they already kind of um, are in a relationship, even though they don't without even noticing. Yeah. yeah, even without noticing it. Absolutely. Like, there's the part after the conf- confrontation with Sabine, and Bryce has sort of spiraled, and she's not, you you know, this was one of your favorite parts, or um, not that she was spiraling, but him taking care of her. But, like, he makes her breakfast, but not only is he making enough breakfast for the two of them, but he physically makes her a plate. Because there's the part where it's like, every morning he made her be- breakfast, every morning she ignored the plate he laid out. And I'm like, that's a whole different level of relationship. Because it's one thing to be making enough food for the other person to eat. But, like, he's taking the time to not only make the food, but to also make her a plate and lay it out for her. And, like, I'm like, you guys don't even realize how in love with each other you freaking are. Like, Yeah, also, um, I don't know how I forgot that he's a pretty good cook. And that has totally swayed me. He is now obviously my favorite character. <laughs> it's also about two hours after I f- we first asked the question, so. <laughs> I can't renege my answer. <laughs> no, absolutely. Oh my gosh. How many times have I, in the middle of us talking about things, been like, wait, I changed my mind. <laughs> absolutely, you can change your mind. Uh, um, okay, so I have a quick question. Uh-huh. Um... What the fuck? Who the fuck is Hunt? So, right, there's the part at the end where Jessica is talking to Idis, Adis, whatever. And she's like, especially, or one of them is like, especially with his dad being dot, dot, dot. And then there's the part when we meet Idis for the first time and he says... He the Lord of Lightning or something like that. Yeah, and then it's like a fallen warrior with the power of, and then he doesn't finish, and then he's like a crown of black, and I'm like a crown. Like there are literally so many instances in this book where I'm like, I need more information, (laughs) and this is like who? Yeah, who the frick frack is Hunt? Like, also like Hunt is a great name, but I love the name Orion. And I'm like, I wish he went by his given name. I love, I do love that, why that's his nickname, because his mom calls him Hunt, because Orion is the hunter. Like, Well, I mean, if you need to start referring to him as Orion, feel free to do so. (laughs) Are you going to forget who the fuck I'm talking about, though? Very possible. (laughs) You're going to be like, I don't remember Orion. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like... Um, um, I'm trying to, the prince pointed to him, your kind fallen. He calls him fallen with a capital F too, which I think is, that's the, that's the fallen are all of the slaves from that uprising. Yes, 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 yes. We're made in Midgard by the Asteri, Asteri, whatever. I think I call them Um, Asteri. I don't know that that's accurate. Oh, did I write the wrong page number? Probably. Oh, I'm just reading the wrong page. Okay. 
Um, what's your price? Oh, yeah. But so then he, um, he, so Hunt finally makes himself, so like, when Adis first arrives, he's kind of only talking to Bryce. And then Hunt sort of makes it clear that he's also there. And the first thing is he blinks once as if he had not really marked his present until this moment, as if he couldn't or he hadn't cared to notice with Bryce before him. Hunt tucked away that fact just as Idis murmured, who are you? A command. And then, of course, Bryce is like, he's eye candy. <laughs> um... <laughs> um and he's not for sale. Cute. Um, and then he says, it says, Ida smiled, looking him over again. A fallen, a fall, I can't read. A fallen warrior with the power of dot, dot, dot. Ida's groomed brows lifted in surprise. His blue opal eyes narrowed to slits. Then slimmer, slimmer. <laughs> God. Then simmered like the hottest flame. What are you doing with a black crown? Oh, right. Black crown around your um, brow. But he calls it a black crown, and other people have only ever called it halo, witch, ink, or mark of shame. So, like, Idis refers to it as something different. And, of course, crown. So, can I tell you, I think, I think Hunt's dad, this is, like, totally out of left field. And I had, but because of how intrigued Adis is about Hunt, I think Hunt's dad is one of the bigger bad guys from one of the other circles of hell. Like one of the bigger um, princes. Yeah. Like, I also, I also suspect that that could be possible. Oh, there's so many more things that I need to know. Like <laughs> one, who's Hunt's dad? Um, to what's going on with Adis, like, why is he... Do we trust him? Do we not trust right, him? Right, like, what, like, what yeah. was his relationship with Jessica, and what did he do before, because they said, like, she was like, don't betray us again, or something, and who's us? Like, right. who's that group? Like, what are they, what are they doing? What did he think he could do with Bryce? How did he know? Like, there's... There's so many things, like, and oh, I mentioned, yeah. right, we need to know who Danica's dad is. Um, oh, God, I could go on the amount of things. Oh, Fury, like, what the fuck's up with her? What is she, she like? She has so much power. She There is much more to Fury than, like, I'm so excited to find out more about her. Yeah, literally every single yeah. character, I'm just like, I need to know more. Give me more now or yesterday, preferably. <laughs> um yeah oh my gosh so many questions which is why i'm very glad that one this is not a standalone and or excuse me the last book yeah like (laughs) because there was a split second after i finished this and i was like because i was so emotional and sobbing and sad and whatever Mm -hmm. that i was like am i ever gonna get answers and then you know i was like oh book two comes out soon i was like i was like oh wait oh i will get maybe some answers soon yeah or um or just more questions that yeah that the fae have long been fading like the magic is waning generation after generation Mm -hmm. did you pick up but then why is it then why is it so strong with bryce 
But she doesn't have any actual power. She just has life. Well, now she does. Yeah, I'm interested to know what, what all she picked up from the horn. Um, yeah. But, <laughs> so, I was going through my notes when we were talking, trying to see other other instances where I had noted that, like, I need more information. Yeah. And um, I came across this note, which is just so freaking hilarious. It's when one of the first days that Hunt is watching Bryce. And he's on the phone with Isaiah. And he's like, I can't do this. And Isaiah's like, literally, it hasn't even been like 24 hours, I think. And he's like, did you know that, how do you pronounce it? Chimeras? Chimeras. Chimeras. Yeah. Uh, can like walk through walls and shit and Isaiah's like are you sure like really and he's like did you seriously like Quinlan just opened her blinds to me grabbing my ass because Sirius just walked through that wall and bit me in the butt he like jumped out bit me in the butt and went back to the room before she even opened the yeah okay let's see it's literally um yeah, so Hunt calls, and he says, this is already a nightmare. And Isaiah coughs, <laughs> you watched Quinlan for one night. Ten hours, to be exact. Right until her pet chimera just appeared next to me at dawn, bit me in the ass for looking like I was dozing off, and then vanished again, right back into the apartment. Just as Quinlan came out of her bedroom and opened the curtains to see me grabbing my own ass like a fucking idiot. <laughs> Do you know how sharp <laughs> chimera's teeth are? <laughs> Just perfection. I just uh, love I it. love her humor so much. Yes. Um, speaking of humor, my, one of my LOL notes in here is um, after um, Adis has come and gone and... Um, oh, I'm going the wrong direction. I don't know how to count either, apparently... Um, and, um, um, he's talking about, um, oh, she's making him food, um, because she's apologizing for acting like a bitch Mm -hmm. or an ass or whatever. Um, her words are asshole. Um, I love that they all have their shitty moments and then they're like, sorry (laughs) you know because i like when characters are real you know i don't like when anybody feels too perfect um and so she's making him food and she's like oh i forgot to add cumin and she's like i'm a mess and she's like i'm was sort of always a mess like even before danica died um and it just didn't get better and then he was like why were you a mess before she died right like he's trying to get more just you know information and um, she's like, I'm a half human. I have a nearly useless college degree. Like, all my friends were on these fast tracks to go places. I wasn't, you know, whatever. Um, and she's like, we were partying all the time. And it was it was the only time that we were equal and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then um, he's like, your cousin said you used to dance and that you stopped after Danica died. You never wanted to, like, go follow along with that. 
<laughs> and then she goes, she pointed to the sweep of her hips. I was told my half hu- human body was too clunky. I was also told that my boobs are too big and my ass could be used for an, as an aerial port landing pad. And then Hunt goes, your ass is perfect. <laughs> the words slipped out. And then he refrained from commenting just how much he liked other parts of her too. <laughs> and I just love, because we've all had moments, maybe not specifically talking about people's asses, but we've all had moments where like somebody says something and something pops out and then you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, is there any way I can walk that back? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but also what I loved so much about one of the things I love so much about Bryce is that she's not thin, right? Like she's many times it's mentioned that she's curvy and thick and not like I'm, I'm here for different body types, you know, like there's nothing wrong with being thin and anything like that. But when it's the only body type that readers get to see, you know, left and right and whatever, um, it, can be detrimental to people and to their um, self images and whatever. But so not only did I love that he just was a dork and spit out the first thing that he thought of when she started talking about her ass, um, but that, but also that he didn't, he not only did he not care, but he was like, no, I like that big ass that you have, you know, like, I was like, good for you, sir. Um, so that was um, not too long after that was also when I started getting the inkling that there was much more to Bryce than was being let on. Like, I think that was the point where I was finally catching on to how many times, like, different things were alluded to to her right. that I was like, okay, wait yeah, a second. Like, like, when she was saying, oh, yeah, like, half human, like... You know, didn't know I'm what nothing. I wanted to do in my career. Oh, what you actually mean is your father's the Autumn King and he rejected you and the Oracle, what the Oracle told you was terrifying because she she didn't tell you anything. She just started <laughs> screaming. Um, Can you imagine being 13 and being like, oh yeah, I'm going to find out my future. And then you walk in and this mystical being just starts screaming and clutching her face like yeah and you have this like power though I guess it's not it it doesn't I don't know how to describe it besides saying a power but it's not power in how they like measure like magical power or whatever but the, the right, light I mean, it's a power light that she has but, right like it's something that she's had yeah. to hide for her entire life um that she knows that like she and her mom were hunted when she was little and like she had mm-hmm. to like help them survive like there's so much yeah that was not said in what you were reading about like oh why was I a mess before this like yeah absolutely absolutely um okay as a quick side note that part where they video chat with her mom and Randall Mm -hmm. right first of all super cute but at a part during that when she's cleaning I thought that was so cute because like don't we all like Oh my god, family's coming to visit. We gotta clean, we gotta <laughs> yeah. clean. But but he goes, Do you want me to fly down to the apothecary and get an insta clean spell? And I was like, Hold I need the that phone. in my life. <laughs> I was like, how do I sign up? Where do I get one? 
what? <laughs> Literally, my room right now could use one, like, a cleaning spell and one, an organizing spell. Like, like, do we think it's, hook, like, all connect? I feel like it's connected, right? Like, so everything would be put away in the correct places and then all of the surfaces would be appropriately cleansed. I would, I just, I've decided that that is accurate. Because okay. <laughs> what's cleaning if there's not also organizing? Well, it could be that the room is already organized. It's just your vacuuming or, you know, dust has... Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, okay. So after... Oh, my gosh. So... Why does... Oh... Oh my gosh. I was trying to figure out why Hunt goes after Amelie. Um, cuz I cuz my next note is about him losing his wings. And I was like, why does he go after her again? And then it's because she wrote or she had the bakery mm-hmm. right whatever yeah. awful thing. And I mean, thing and granted, her. it so many awful things have happened to Bryce that like he didn't yeah. need to snap at that, but it was just like I think probably the point in their relationship where he was starting to care so much more that that's what I think I think that was it but I also think it was just the straw that broke the camel's back right like he could let so much um roll off of his shoulders or not maybe roll off but like bounce off of (laughs) you know like maybe he still wanted to go after people but like was Mm -hmm. able to tamper down that thing but then after a while he um, like that was just the thing that he was like, I can't, you know, like, especially on Danica's birthday, like it was just like too much at once. Right. So as soon as he went after her, I was like, this is not gonna end well. <laughs> um, and then there's the part, right. Where he gets called into Micah's office and Micah's like, and Sabine's like, I want him dead. And I was like, <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> I was like, on the verge of hyperventilating, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. And then, um, finally I was, and then he was like, he'll die the way that angels do. And then I was like, how the fuck do angels (laughs) die? I was like, (laughs) and then all of a sudden it like hit me. I was like, oh, he's going to take his wings. And then I couldn't, I had to close the book and I, like, I, I walked away for, like, two hours. Like, I was like, I can't, I can't, like, I can't. <laughs> and, like, I knew that they were going to grow back. Like, I knew, right, because of the, you know, after you drop, basically, unless you're decapitated, like, or your heart's ripped out of your body, like, you're going to live and it'll suck, but you'll live or whatever. Um, but I was like... I can't, like, I don't want to, I don't want to read it. I don't want to, like, and then, of course, as soon as I turned the page and got back to reading, they were like, bam! And I was like, "Ah!" 
But then um, there was the nice balm of, oh my God, they're finally going to get together. And then the moment of, should they really be doing this? Because he just had his wings chopped off. And then I was like, I was right. They shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> Why um, didn't they listen to me? <laughs> um, but my notes right here are so funny because, again, all in caps locks caps lock it's ah it's happening fucking finally and then four pages later god damn it (laughs) i can't take this bullshit (laughs) oh i was so mad (laughs) oh my god i mean i understand why but like also it's so mad um (laughs) so okay so i have a question for Uh you um hopefully you have an answer when they, she finds Hunt on the barge and whatever. And it's explained, the, the fake story is explained. Well, the the fake story with some truth in it. Which, they say, if you're going to tell a lie, you sprinkle some truth in it, right? Um, there, there had been moments when I had been worried prior to this. The Danica was more involved than it seemed like she was. I wasn't worried that she was, like, I wasn't worried that she was selling the drugs, um, but I had been worried that she was addicted to them. Um, and then, of course, after I found out what really happened, I felt like a horrible person because I knew she was, like, not, and the thing is, is, like, I knew she wasn't, and it's, like, and the side note is, it's, like, that's the baseline of addiction, right? Like, it's, you're not a horrible person because you have an addiction to something, right? Like, it's a disease and it's horrible and it doesn't, you know, like, it doesn't change who you are either. But, like, I had had this moment where I was, like, earlier, I don't even remember what part, but I, it was an inkling, like, what if she was addicted to it? Because, right, there was the part when... Bryce was first going out way back at the beginning of the book and that creature I don't even remember what kind of creature it was was like do you want this new drug synth and like I remember that it had been out when Danica was still alive and like you know so um so so then they tell this story and I'm like oh my god like it everything makes sense but then I I had this moment where I was like there are too many pages left in this book for that to be the real story. Did you have that feeling? So. Or did you, or did you remember enough to. I didn't remember enough. Um, yeah. I. Also, did my rambling make any sense? Cause I feel like it didn't. <laughs> it did. Story of my it life. It did ish. Um, <laughs> ish. Oh, good. <laughs> At first, I was like, there's no way, like, this isn't true. Like, someone's covering up something and using Danica as the scapegoat. And then I was like, oh, well, I guess, yeah. I, like, started, like, drinking the Kool-Aid. Like, oh, yeah. They were talking about how she's super powerful. Like, she hadn't made the drop, though. So, like, of course, Mm -hmm. like, taking this drug was what made her so powerful. You know, like... At first I resisted and then, and then I was like, hmm, okay, yeah, I can, I can see this. But then I was feeling really bad about myself for thinking that that was possible based on like what Mm -hmm. I knew of Bryce and Danica and, um, 
but either way I still was getting around to being like oh Mm -hmm. I guess this is this really it I mean it could be and like seriously considering it not that I was like fully on board with it but like yeah yeah the other thing was despite or not despite in in addition to the fact that I was too many pages before the end of the book for it to fully make sense um the other part of it was it was too neat of a bow everything was everything was explained everything was wrapped up but let me tell you i still didn't think micah was behind it so even even after i was even after i was starting to have those inklings like i was like this is just it's not the whole story at the very least like there's more to this like something is off mm-hmm. here like that's not the whole story there's too many pages left also as someone who it feels so weird because i i mean it's i mean at the heart of this it's a police procedural book right like at the heart of this whole story um so are we going I, back to your true crime <laughs> obsession and podcast listening <laughs> yes but like the thing is in true crime rarely is everything wrapped up and tied in a bow so easily mm-hmm. you know like you know it, <laughs> rarely does every box get checked like oh this is explained by this and this is explained by this and this is explained by this like there's always red herrings or there's things that just happened to be part of the case but weren't actually related even like mm-hmm. you know i was like but yeah, I still didn't I still didn't think Micah was behind it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, but I was so surprised again. <laughs> yeah. I didn't well, the see thing it is, coming there for the second time. Even when time. Micah shows up so even when Micah showed up at Jessica's place. I mean, yeah. I was like, Oh, he's um, like there for a specific reason, like new evidence well, or something, like I thought he was gonna try to be hitting on her again. Like I was, I was worried, but not in a, he's going to try to murder her kind of way, but in a, like, he, mm, like I was, I was hoping not, but I was worried it was like in a rapey kind of way. Mm. Right. Like I was like, you said no to me publicly. Like I, I'm so glad that that was not like <laughs> the way that that went down but that's what i was worried like i knew he wasn't there for a good reason uh-huh. but i didn't think it was because he was behind everything <laughs> yeah but also like i just want to talk briefly about how um cinematically sarah writes oh, oh my gosh all of the like, scenes uh, like action scenes are just I, you just I it, they just it all. Yes, they just flow like so easily and like just the brilliantness that's a word, right? Um <laughs> sure. of having having this big confrontation happen at Jessica's warehouse where every square inch is covered by cameras and like and so like so then to have that layer of this is all happening but all most of the people she knows and loves knows 
comma, and then knows and loves, like, because there's two categories there, (laughs) have to watch this happen to her. And then on top of that, not only do they all have to just watch it happen, but, like, Hunt has to watch it happen and can hardly move for most of it. Like, right? Like, there's just, like, so many layers. And I'm like, this is just so brilliant. And it was just, like, so cinematic and beautiful, and I never would have thought of it. Yeah. Um, I kind of... Do we have... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that my video um, kind of lost you for a second. So in the middle of your uh, super insightful (laughs) comments, I kind of lost you. (laughs) Oh, mostly it was just like, I never would have thought of all of the layers that she thought of, especially in that one, in that interaction. But then, like even with the one where she runs out to save the city and like the fact that she's got her phone on speakerphone in her, the strap of her sports bra and like, and then not only is she on speakerphone, but then all of the people she's on speakerphone with also are on speakerphone with like their people. And like, I was just, but I was also like, their phones are really good. <laughs> cause, it, cause, <laughs> What kind of service is she signed up for where she gets service in the middle of a demon attack on her city? Right? Because <laughs> let me tell you, my phone would be down. <laughs> um, yeah. But I... Um, yeah. I... Do we... Um... Well, I can ask you a question now, since okay, you've been good. asking me some questions. So, what do you think about the prince's uh, oracle that he is going to be the last of his line or whatever? Oh, rune. Yeah. I, there's there's a lot of princes. <laughs> I mean, there's like two, oh. but whatever. Yeah, like, um, I know obviously there's more to it, but, like, did you, do you have a a feeling or an inkling of, like, what, what that means? So I had an inkling that Bryce was behind that, not behind that, but, like, somehow the fact that he was the last of his line was going to be connected to Bryce. Um, I... Sure as shit, hope it doesn't mean that he dies. Um, Because I really like him. And he and Bryce are now closer than ever. And, like, yeah, they're repairing their relationship. That was one of the things that I think annoyed me the most about her was how she treated him. And just continually, immediately always thought the worst in him. Um well, I mean, it was that, but there was also, a lot of it was she treated him poorly because that was the only way that she thought, I'm not saying it was right, because it wasn't, but it was the only way that she thought she could keep him safe, was if she could yeah. keep him at a distance, then he wouldn't find out that she had all the light that he was supposed to have, or mm-hmm. should have had, or could have had, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, That's true. But yeah, I, sh- I, sh- I sure hope that that doesn't mean he dies. I wonder if it means something like he's the last of his line. Uh, I have no idea. 
Yeah, I don't know either. I hope it means that he just doesn't have kids or something like that. But, like, I kind of want him and, like, the... Hypaxia. Yeah, I want them to be together. Yeah. Oh my god, speaking of Hypaxia. Okay, so I thought it was really weird that that medwitch, that she never gave her a name, right? Because I was like, everybody and their uncle has a name in this book. Like, <laughs> the first few chapters are just like, there's page after page of hearing about people that I have i don't think we ever heard of again. You know, like, and this medwitch doesn't have a name. But never in a million years did I think she was going to be the queen. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that was an instance where I remembered or if I picked up. Yeah. There's definitely, like, hints that that's oh, who for she sure. is. But again, it was probably more me not realizing that I was remembering that. Right. Because I picked up on that and knew who it was. Right I knew away. that there was more to her than what we were seeing. And it was linked to the fact that we didn't know her name. But I had also kind of forgotten that Hypaxia was in, like, wasn't, like, presenting herself to the world until the summit. So I think in my head she had already, like, at least people knew what she looked like in my thought process, I think. So it didn't cross my mind. And then, of course, as it was explained, and I was like, oh, right. Like, she, nobody did know what she, Yeah, oh. I'm so ready for more of her character, too. Oh, yeah. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I... Okay. I think it's time yeah. that we talk about Lahaba. Oh. And did you was her nickname did you do Lily or Lele? Lele. Okay. I think I did Lily because then you had Bibi, Athy, Siri, and then Lily. Lily, <laughs> cute. I, I like that. Names are so cute. Oh my gosh, I loved her so much, and I loved that she was one some much needed comic relief. Two, I adored how like flirty and adorable she was. I love that she, um was one of the only people who never when Bryce got really bad after Danica's death like she was the only one who was really there for her you know like um I mean mostly because most of her other friends were horrifically and brutally murdered but like (laughs) you know but like she and then, of course, Juniper. But, like, they were the only two that were really any part of why. I mean, of course, Juniper is a little bit bigger of a part of why um, Bryce is still alive today. But, like, um, it was, like, she was just, and I loved how supportive she was. And uh, I. I'm so obsessed sobbed when she died especially because she kept what was it she kept repeating oh my um, god this is so sad um my friends are with me and i will not be afraid oh and i just yeah, I was crying like ah <laughs> uh, and i and i kept hoping that something was gonna happen and she wasn't gonna die and like because I wanted her to be free and I wanted her to be able to 
do whatever she wanted and not have to be chained to that library and like I just I she honestly was one of the best characters in terms of like her her values and like what she believed in and what she was she did about it like the fact that yeah. she was making that decision knowing that Bryce had bought her freedom even before Bryce had told oh, her about that. And I Bryce know. was like, wait, no, like trying to convince her and being like, and I just bought your freedom. And she's like, oh, yeah, I know. I was peeking in the. I, yeah. I, I, snooped, yeah. through your, I snooped through your desk. Yeah. Yeah. But like that doesn't I know. I just, change my mind. And I know. It just. Um, it was just stunning and beautiful and heartbreaking. And. I mean, I love a good tragic character. I do, but like, couldn't it have been somebody else? Like, <laughs> I know. I'm like really close to, to tearing up again. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm glad Ethan pulled his head out of his ass, but could it have been Ethan? Like, <laughs> honestly, I, I would have preferred been, that. <laughs> I would have, because I would have been sad. I would have. I would have been like, oh, that's a bummer. But I would. But it would have just only been a bummer. Like, nothing more than that. <laughs> Right. Or maybe I would have teared up a little bit, but like that, like it wouldn't have like shattered my heart like Lahaba did. Um, so it's interesting that whole... I, I say her name Lahaba. Mm. I'm thinking you're probably correct. I have no idea. There's no, I don't think there's a, a pronunciation, pronunciation guide in yeah. this. Um,. Yeah, I have no idea if I'm saying it right. Um, there are some names that I'm pretty confident in. Confident in um, hers is not one of them. Um, Ethan is also not. I'm not confident because of the I. I'm like, is it supposed to be Ethan? Oh, I don't even think I realize that his name isn't spelled like because Connor is spelled normally. Uh-huh. And so I was like, so then would Ethan be spelt normally if it was actually supposed to be Ethan? Like, is he supposed to be Ethan? Oh. But I'm like, no. <laughs> um, I do not know. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. On another note about this book, just giving me all the feels <laughs> and getting super deep so many times yeah um i love where bryce is i don't i don't know what she's doing but she's thinking about how she probably should have gone to therapy to like work through this stuff and like (laughs) realize the error of her ways of refusing and it talks about like how juniper has gone and really loves it and it was very obvious to me that, like, the way that Sarah J. Mass wrote about it, that she was really supporting therapy and promoting it. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I was just like, oh, yes, <laughs> please, thank you for, like, absolutely creating this narrative that is so desperately needed. Um, yeah, I guess that was a very strange transition that didn't actually have anything to do with what we were previously talking about. But 
that's okay. It's something that I had written down that I wanted to bring up. So sorry for that <laughs> random jump. It's not random. I I think you're absolutely right. Um, a lot of the rest of my notes are just like the end, right? So, because we already talked about <laughs> we already talked about Bryce killing Micah and vacuuming him up. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the the part. Oh. So okay, on top of all of the feels that I had about Lahaba, Lahaba, whatever her name is, when Micah dropped syrinx in that water, I almost. I can I tell you, if she had not, like managed to get him breathing again I tell you a hundred percent I would have closed that book and I would have never picked it up again like I okay like 98 (laughs) percent I would have closed that I would have closed that book and never picked it up again like I I can't do like first of all I have a hard time with people dying period like I do in books and I mean also in general (laughs) not only in books (laughs) yeah i feel like i need to clarify that statement yeah um but especially in books i already have a hard time when characters i love are dying but the minute animals start dying especially animals that i've come to love and and care for in my heart i'm like oh fuck so i was terrified that she was going to lose syrinx. And then the part after she finally gets out of the water and her like calf is shredded and like she's and her and her the her dad, the Autumn King keeps saying like leave the ki- like leave him behind. And I don't remember who says it. Maybe it's Rune or whatever and he's like she would never do that. Like Yeah. Or maybe well, Hunt thinks but because it. I don't know. of that decision though then Lehaba is the one who gets left behind well but the thing is she doesn't get left behind she chooses to stay behind and buy them more time right like the thing is is that syrinx wouldn't have been able to get himself out of there like yeah and it sucks because of course i want everyone to have made it out of there alive but lahaba made a choice like you know, she bought, she decided instead of them maybe not having a few extra seconds, she was gonna buy the, you know, like she could have gotten herself out of there. Yeah. So. Just makes me sad. It's, it's just awful. It was horrible. And then what I, I keep thinking about this too is like, so not only does she go from that whole scenario where she watches her friend sacrifice herself for her she almost loses her pet companion friend whatever because he's she doesn't own him anymore because she after she bought him from jessica she freed him so you know he's technically like a pet but she you know whatever and you know he's almost he almost died she almost died Her, her friend just sacrificed herself she just killed this archangel she vacuums him up I still love, I love that so much. Like, I just, 
I just... <laughs> it's just pure gold. Like, of course she fucking vacuumed him up. Like, that's such a... But, like, how... That's such a bright How did Sarah J. Mass, like, even come up with that? <laughs> I... That's true. That's a great question. How did she, sitting there... Do you be really funny? It'd be, like, so funny. I don't know why she talks like that <laughs> in my head. Um... But yeah, that's a great question. How did she think of that? <laughs> I don't know. But then, so she has to go from that to all of a sudden she has to run through the city streets and save babies, right? Like that whole thing when they were like, get out of there. And she's like, no, there's like babies and children here. Um, that whole part was amazing. And then the part where Ethan like cuts in on the phone and he's like, we're almost there. And Sabine is like, get the fuck out of there. And he's like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> Basic, basically. And not only the fact that he did that, but that Amelie was also there. Like I was like, I still hate you, but this is a good first step. Like, <laughs> right? I hate you, but I also am here for redemption stories. So Please yeah. continue. Oh, I'm here for redemption. <laughs> She's got quite a few more steps on her journey before I'm really okay with it or yeah. whatever. But um, but then not only was it that they were on the way, but then I think it's Ethan as he's like running to meet her or whatever. He mentions all of the actual animals that are running with him, like the dogs yeah. and the foxes. And I'm like, oh. And so clearly it's, it's evident because, of course – of the beautiful otter messengers that these animals, although they're actual full animals, they're more sentient Mm -hmm. or seem more sentient than our earth. Yeah. Animals. But like that hope, I mean, I was was still already sobbing, but like it just made me cry harder. And then Ethan was there. And then of course she sacrificed herself for Ethan. And then of course she was alone. And then her whole beautiful speech to Rune about like tell Hunt this, tell my mom this, and then tell my dad. And then of course the dumbass Autumn King is like, oh she means me. And then she's like, no, I mean Randall. And I'm like, of course she doesn't fucking mean you. Like how conceited right. are you? Ugh. But then the moment that made me like want to scream, it was like one o'clock in the morning, so I didn't scream out loud. <laughs> But the part that wanted me to scream, what that made me want to scream was all of a sudden when Hypaxia was right next to Hunt and I realized what she was doing. I and I know. was like, and then, and then like Rune realized what she was doing. So then he had to keep people distracted until she could finish. And I, and then, and then the minute that it like disappears or whatever, I wrote down here, I was like, Hunt has been unleashed. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited. I know, and except that we don't down. really get to see his powers. True, like he didn't use them against the Sandrio. bombs or like those whatever. Um, yeah, those like magical slash technical machines that were launching like magical missile missiles into the city. Right, and then. He barely uses them against Sandriel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, right, because we've been taught this whole time that, like, he's super powerful now, 
But this is just, like, the smallest blip of his power because right. uh, when he was enslaved. I know. That was that was a little bit of a letdown because I was because I was like, yes, he's been unleashed. He's going to get there. He's going to pew, pew, pew. Emily, that didn't happen. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> that's apparently the sound that lightning makes, in case you guys were all wondering. Um, I told you, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, also, the moment that I, what I realized what lighted up actually oh, God. means. I know. I mean, again, I was already crying, but it just made it all the worse. Yep. Because <laughs> um, at first I was like, like, because when I first heard it, I was like, does light it up mean like drugs? Like, does light it up their like, you know, because they like mirth root, which is clearly weed or their version of weed, right? I was like, which is fine. Like, that can be your your thing for each other, but like, Okay, that's fine. And then when I finally realized, like, that that's what that meant, I was like, that was just Danica reminding her how powerful she, like, and how important and powerful and magical she really is. And I was like, oh, oh my God, Danica. Um, And then the part, she's made the drop. Right. And so she's in drop land. I don't know what to call it. (laughs) And she's having all those beautiful heart to heart moments with Danica. Uh And then it was so perfectly juxtaposed with everyone else watching what was happening. And like, and then also Hunt not knowing what was happening. Right. Like, I mean, he knew that it was taking too long, but he didn't know all the other stuff that everybody else knew. Um, But the part where he is giving her CPR and he says, come on, I'm waiting for you. And I fucking extra lost it (laughs) yet again. Like, (laughs) like the number of times at the end of this book that I thought I was already crying as hard as I could cry. And then it got worse. (laughs) I was like, what on earth is actually happening like how can more stuff be happening right <laughs> like also is no one else like a little odd and concerned and confused about the fact that she literally rebuilt the entire city that was in rubble from yeah her drop like right and like healed anyone and who was injured not only that but she blew past basically everybody. Like, like they, she blew past where they thought she would have stopped. Well, but she was over, only like, slightly more powerful than the Autumn King. And I wasn't under the impression that he was, like, the most powerful of any being that existed. But, no, no, no. But she went so much farther past where she was predicted to stop back when she had her test, right? Because they predict what power level you'll stop at when you drop. Right. And, like, yeah, so, like, she's... But the thing is, it's not that she's the most powerful thing in the whole world. It's just that she's ridiculously more powerful than anybody thought she was going yeah, to be. because of the horn. Well, right. I mean, because not... not No, because of the... the she Because she did her drop... Oh, yeah, yeah, with the horn. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. she doesn't Sorry. have any actual power of her own. Because, like, the light... Well, it's her own now. Right. Because right. she is the yes. horn. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Is that because that's okay, not so then, at all? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um. And then let's see. Um. Ugh, when she was sitting on the river and she looks up and she sees the rest of the pack and they. Again, it was another one of those moments where I was like, I didn't think I could cry more, but it's happening. Um, Can I tell you, though? So I understand the symbolism of her deleting all of those messages. But let me tell you, if my whole group of friends was brutally murdered... Never in a million years would I ever delete their messages. Like, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. I was like, what the actual fuck is she doing? I was, I was like, there is literally, like, I understand the symbolism was that she is moving on and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but, and, and was it that she was deleting? Because in my head, she was deleting all of the messages that they've yes, ever that's had, what, not that's just what those I last ones. Too. Yeah, because yeah. it wasn't just like the last uh-huh. one. Yeah, I was like, no, nah, nope. Yeah, I agree. Ugh. And also, as a side note, not that they've been murdered, but I've lost enough people in my life to know that I would kill for messages from them mm. saved mm-hmm. somewhere. Okay, that's a little dramatic. I wouldn't kill anybody, but. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my next note says, what are Jessica? Oh, (laughs) Jessica is what that's supposed to say. I was like, who's Jessica? (laughs) My last note just says, what are Jessica and Idis up to? Question mark. I know, I know, I know, I know so much. Um, okay. So I still have a couple of things. Great. Let's talk Um, about that. See, let me see. So, um, do you know why the Oracle told Hunt to stay away from Bryce? Or do you think it's significant or we'll find out about it? Um, so I'm going to say it's probably significant. Um, I'm also going to admit that I completely forgot that. So, um, right. So he went to the Oracle because they. Right. I remember that. And she told him to stay away from Bryce. Hmm. Okay. No, I do remember that. I guess I just wrote it off from the fact that she was just still scared of the fact that. Oh, that she was blinded. She had been blinded. And so she was just like, I just stay like, just, I don't even want anything to do with her. Just stay away from her. Mm -hmm. Like, don't. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And now I'm just really hoping that that is what that meant. <laughs> right? Um, Something tells me that it's probably not. <laughs> ugh, I know. Okay. I feel like Sarah doesn't put anything in her books that doesn't mean something later. <laughs> right? Okay. I feel like the one other thing that I'm kind of confused about, and I don't know that us talking about it will help me be any less confused, is... Um, <laughs> when she and Hunt go to get the venom removed from her leg. Oh, that was another one of my favorite scenes, just as a quick side. Yeah, I thought their first kiss was really cute, even though it was kind of weird because she was, like, getting a procedure done and 
But it wasn't, but it wasn't even like a huge kiss though. It was just like a quick, like, I'm here for you. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, that's true. Um, so I don't know if I was reading too much into this or if I just didn't understand what was going on, but it seemed like mm-hmm. the med witch, who we know is now is Hypaxia, um, was having some reactions that seemed a little extreme and I just don't know if like I missed something or we're not given all the information but um yeah because she like as she is like cutting into her leg she like swears like Luna above look at this and then you're just like okay great um and I don't know, like, I feel like that reaction was important, but I don't, I don't know. Am I reading too much into it? And there wasn't something that she was reacting to other than the fact that, like, she was looking at the leg and it looked bad? Or I, I was, that's what I had just assumed was that she was just like, whoa, like, how have you been walking around oh, okay. on this gotcha. leg? Okay basically is what I had read it as. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, certainly it might be more than that. Okay. Um, well, it's probably what you're what you're thinking, if I had to guess. Oh, my gosh. We didn't even talk about how much I love Therian. Oh, yeah. We haven't really talked about him at all. I'm very intrigued by what we don't know about him and his people and his queen. Also, what... Was he counting? Remember the part when they're all at the meeting? And I think it's Hypaxia. She's, like, getting nervous about something. And she looks at Therian. And he, like, holds his finger up to his mouth. And then he, like, picks up a piece of paper. And he's got, like, notch marks on it. And then they, like, chuckle. And he puts it down. And I'm like, what was he counting? I don't remember that at all. Oh my gosh, let me see if I can find it. Um, I just, I think he's, he's snarky and you know, I like a good snarky guy, person really, mm-hmm. but you know, if, if it's a ridiculously attractive man, that doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, yeah. Okay. Here. Um, Sandriel's talking about something. I don't know. It's not important, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, the canal. Like, she, she she's talking about the canal or whatever. And then um, she starts talking about the supply lines. And then it says, the Archangel launched into another speech about her plans to streamline the war. Hypaxia went back to the papers before her, but her eyes lifted to the second ring of tables, to Therian. The mermail gave her a slight secret smile gratitude and acknowledgement um because she had stood up for because they were talking about not wanting to pollute the water and whatever and she had stood up and agreed with them and then the witch queen nodded back barely a dip of her chin the mermail just casually lifted his paper flashing what looked like about 20 rows of markings counting something hypaxia's eyes widened bright with reproach and disbelief, and Therian lowered the paper before anyone else noticed. 
an- added another slash to it. A flush crept up the witch queen's cheeks. His father, however, began speaking, so Rune ignored their antics and squared his shoulders, trying his best to look like he was paying attention, like he cared. None of it would matter in the end. Sandriel and Micah would get what they wanted, and everything would remain the same. And I'm like, what was he <laughs> counting? <laughs> Are we ever going to know? I don't know, and it's going to drive me crazy. <sighs> I just, he's, I just, I like him. He's, I want to see more of him. I hope we see more of him. I agree. Because he's also a redhead, so. <laughs> yes. Um, I just want a little messenger otter to show up right next to me. <laughs> I mean, duh. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. I feel like. Isn't it funny? I feel like we've thoroughly talked about the book, but also that we haven't even There's like so scratched much the surface. More that we could talk about, um, oh, but I just I don't know that we should. <laughs> At this point, I feel like <laughs> this was a lot, and I it was it was a lot. I just I don't know. I just yeah, it was so good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I'm so excited for the next books. So here's a quick question for you, though. So, in an Instagram live, Sarah alluded to their... So, okay. So, I think we talked about this when we talked about A Court of Silver Flames. But there was a threesome scene that was cut out of that Mm -hmm. one for being too graphic, which... (laughs) Like, seriously? (laughs) She writes writes a lot of... series specifically? (laughs) Especially for that series. But she writes, like, graphic sex scenes. Like, she's no stranger to that. But, like, so for that one to have been cut out is, like, what was in that (laughs) scene. But she has confirmed that there is a threesome scene in Crescent City 2. Ooh. Who do you think it is? Because at first my thought was, like, well, it's going to be Hunt and Bryce and somebody else. But after just rereading that part, I'm like, what if it's Rune and Therian and Hypaxia? Oh. That was, after just reading that part there where, like, he was amused by their, like, whatever. Oh, interesting. Also, what if it's three people that we don't even know are connected? Like, who knows? There's a possibility. Endless. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess we'll have to... I mean, I guess we'll find out relatively soon. Um, You'll either have to listen to our episode or read the book and listen to our episode. Uh. (laughs) But either way, you have to listen to our next episode. If you you listen to this episode, you are legally bound to at least listen to the next one. What? Who said that? (laughs) Wouldn't that be funny if that's how it worked? You have to listen to the Mm -hmm. next one. Oh, my goodness. Well, um... Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't think so. Just that, like... I feel like there is, but I don't yeah. I don't know what it is at this point in time. I feel like so. there are probably lots of things, but <laughs> I haven't found a good way in my notes to, like, say that and yeah. be able to organize it well enough that I can actually... Oh, oh. wait. The Viper Queen. I'm so intrigued oh. by her. 
I mean, we can just like, add her to the list of all the characters that I'm intrigued by and need to know more. Oh my god, know more about. Literally, I would want to learn more about any of them except for like. No, I'm a little intrigued by her too. I was gonna say Sabine, but I'm actually, like, I don't like her. But yeah, my first thought was I don't want to know more about the the um, the Autumn King. But then I was like, wait, actually, I do. I want to know what he's yeah, researching I, and like what he's mm-hmm. he because he wasn't getting the horn just to have it be a symbol for his people. Like, what is he no, doing? No, no. Of what course does he not. know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, um, especially now that, now that Sandriel and Micah are dead, there's no one that I don't want to learn more about. And actually, even then, I probably would have wanted to know more about them, even though I hate them. (laughs) Well, and I want to Um, learn more about the Asteri. Like, we know nothing about them, except for the fact that apparently they're stars. Except for that phone call and that they have all of this power somehow and like Mm -hmm. how did that i don't how did it happen i don't know yeah and that and that phone call to bryce that was so creepy like there's yeah we're gonna i'm sure i forgot that it's like a little boy's body like oh yeah (laughs) i forgot obviously yeah (laughs) but also just the like no one needs to know right and like He's free for now, right? Like, we don't have to pay your mom a visit, right? I'm like, oh, God. No, you're not. No, fine. Everything's fine. Um, something tells me everything's not going to be fine, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, just I don't think the next book is going to be what you want of all the characters that you really enjoy being happy and just going about their lives doing nothing critical but just being happy <laughs> no i think i think that's it every every bad thing is done and the next book and or I'm, I'm imagining since the next one is called the house of sky and breath i'm imagining there's going to be four mm. books i hope so um also it just is one last quick thing. I love all the mixture of, like, Greek and, like, Norse mythology and, like, because it's called Midgard, which is, like, the old Norse word for Earth and all the, like, Hypaxia and, oh, my God, I just love it. She, like, it's so great. It's great. <laughs> it's just really great. <sighs> okay. I think that's, I mean, for now, that's everything. Join us next week. We'll be talking, or we're changing it up a little bit. It'll be two mm-hmm, weeks. Mm-hmm. Join us in a couple weeks to talk about book two. We're very excited. I'll also be probably pretty sad because I'll have read it and we won't know when the next one's coming out. So <laughs> prediction. Um, <laughs> and then as always, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. We're on Twitter at UPM Pod Official. And then you can email us at uniquely portable magic podcast at gmail. Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> it's been a little while since I had to run mm-hmm. through all of I'm those. I'm not sure that the Instagram um, is correct, but you know, we'll pretend it is. <laughs> it's something like that. UPM podcast. Uh, I don't know. U- uniquely portable magic podcast. You'll find us. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and we will see you in a couple weeks. Goodbye.